to be continued, a fanboy podcast. Please follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You can also catch us on the various platforms such as iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and to be continued, a fanboypodcast.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And we're back. Welcome to to be continue our family podcast. Covering your friendly passions. You may not learn anything, but if you stick around, you may have some fun. Maybe. Are we? Are we? Do we have scabs now? No. I thought this was a union gig. Are you just bringing? Ed, are you labor laws? Love the intro. Well done, Clark. Are you? Are you just? Are you just bringing in anyone off the street now, Ed? Is that was this? Pretty, is pretty much. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a hobo coming in in five minutes. <laughs> Dude, it's all about transmitting to the next generation. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, thank you all for joining us. This is to be continued a fanboy podcast. Uh, as you can tell, if you clicked on this link, we have almost a weird miracle that's happened. Um, a very long, very winding road. See what I did there, Ed? Road. Road, road to justice. A yes, road yes, to yes. justice, if you will. <laughs> but uh, today's episode is going to be uh, covering the release on HBO Max of the Snyder Cut of Justice League. A Justice League came out in 2017. It was supposed to be a big capper. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the what happened behind the scenes, but the film was essentially taken... Uh, from Zack Snyder, it was handed to Joss Whedon. The theatrical cut of the film was the one that Whedon had handled. The film, by any standards, was not well received um, and was not a moneymaker that uh, Warner Brothers was hoping for. However, as circumstances have changed, a cut that was Snyder approved and Snyder worked on came to fruition, was released on HBO Max now, and has gotten has garnered a surprisingly positive response. So in today's episode, we're going to go over basically our reactions, how we felt about the movie. Joined, as uh, always, uh, here in Pancake Studios by Jonathan Vergar, the producer with the mostiest. That's me. Uh, Edward Ng, uh, man about town, raconteur. Raconteur. Uh, raconteur. Uh, uh, shall we say Epicurean, if you will. Curator. Curator, if you will. But uh, let me also introduce uh, two of our guests, uh, two, some of my uh, uh, close friends. Uh, uh, all the way out in France, Anisi France, is uh, our foreign correspondent, Anna Maria <laughs> Stanimir Guamo. The Venice. And an old buddy of mine, the who, the by the way, can I say, uh, um, Xavier Timothy Salgado. <laughs> You specifically said, hey, man, I need to get on your show. <laughs> did, he, did, he, did, X, did, X, X, did you say it like Jason Momoa? Uh, <clears throat> I don't think so, but uh, I'll, I'll take it. Do you have a Momoa in your arsenal? Because I'd love to hear it. No, I don't. I, I, I don't do any kind of impressions. But, but yeah. here's the thing. Here's the similarities. Like, um, uh, my buddy X is, is Filipino, all right? He's got tattoos all over his uh, all over his body. 
and he's got the beard going, right? Uh, when I look at him straight, and I know this, I've known you for a very long time. Uh, when I first met you, you look nothing the way you are now, all right? But you're still the same person. You're, 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 you're kind, you're sweet, and you love, <laughs> most importantly, you love Superman. And when this thing came I, out, you were hermano, like, it's like, mi hermano. It's like uh, did you watch it? Because I have, uh, I'm going to watch it another four times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then it's like, I need to come on your show. I'm like, okay, you're coming. I, on I just, show. I just want to let you know, X. I went to see man of steel six times in the theaters. Nice. <laughs> so you in and the me theaters. in the theaters, we're, 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 there's a wavelength being created here. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're very happy to have our guests here to talk about, uh, the movie. Um, now I'm just going to go around, uh, to, uh, uh I'm going to start with X actually, and I'm going to move to Anna and then Ed, maybe John, I'll see if I work him in here. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> and, and then of course myself and, um, first, Right off the bat is, this is an interesting thing because we have a theatrically released film not that long ago. It was only four years ago. And then some groundswell of support for the original director's vision to be seen at some point. However, we had to see the first version. And as I said, it was not a well-received film. Um, there was already all this controversy uh, from Man of Steel, from Batman v Superman. What was in theaters was not optimal, but I'd like to get everyone's take on it right now. So X, when you, you went to, for, first off X, actually, so you said that you're, you know, you're, you're a Superman fan, you're a Justice League fan, you, you, you know, regardless of what the reaction to Man of Steel or Batman v Superman was, I have to assume you were excited to see a Justice League movie, right? And oh, yeah, this is what you get. So what was your what was your take? What was your reaction at, at the when when the theatrical version finished for you? I, I, I gave it probably a six point five out of ten. Um, I didn't really like it too much. Um, it, it just didn't flow with me. You know, the, the characters were off. Um, there wasn't a lot of Superman. I mean, there wasn't a lot of Superman in this re-release either, but. Uh, that could have carried more weight for me if there was more Superman in, 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 in the Justice I mean, it's not Justice League without Superman, right? And with a line literally from the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, like, uh, you, you know, I'm with you. There is this sort of, like, there's the theatrical cut is doesn't flow well. Frankenstein, it, also known as the Frankenstein it's Cut. Miss, it's, it's missing so much. Um, but I, I kind of agree with your rating, though. It's kind of watchable, the theatrical cut. It's not right. great, but it's not offensively bad either. Like, like, like overall, it's not like it's a film that uh, would you say you, you wouldn't recommend to someone? No, it wasn't a good continuation to Batman versus Superman either, because you're coming off of Man of Steel, Batman and versus Superman, and then you get Justice League, which should be the the culmination of the two, and then some, and it, it should be it should surpass that. It just it just fell short for me. That's that's what it felt like. I see. And now, how how did you how did you feel about Man of Steel and Batman v Superman? If I ask, um, I love those movies. I mean, over the years, they they they've gotten better for me. Uh, I, I think I told Ed too. I gave those movies probably a seven out of ten in the beginning, but as as they've aged well, 
Um, I, the rewatchability uh, is great. Uh, I could watch it probably once a week. <laughs> if, if <laughs> he's not, he's not exaggerating because he would text me. He's like, I'm putting this yeah. on again. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like yeah. well, well, like, see, that, that's interesting to me because like I do, I kind of feel like, you know, like I said, I, I adore Man of Steel. I adore right. Man of Steel. And this is coming from someone who also, like you, was raised on the Donner Superman. And love the yeah. Donner, and I love the Donner Superman insanely. Um, yeah. But I love Man of Steel. Uh, maybe about the only thing I can say, uh, like truly bad about Batman v Superman, in my opinion, and and there are some issues I even I have with it. Ultimately, it just comes down to this: is a really long movie. Like I like almost everything in it, like ninety five percent. But there's like this is a long ass movie. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Well, if I could. You you thought that was a long movie, right? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> who who knew? Who who knew? So, um, uh, Anna, you're you know, uh, I assume that you must have taken the kids to see uh, the theatrical Justice League in in, in France. We we are huge huge comic book fans here, um, and it's my fault because <laughs> the French have their own comics, and it's not often you know the ones that we see. It's like, hey, let's out. go see. Tantan, the movie, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I mean, we've gone through all of them, but, you know, obviously everything that's American, everything that's, you know, Marvel and DC is is highly, highly regarded in this house. And so I, I've made it a culture for them to know the characters and to see the difference between the two and the storylines and who's who and why and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, of course. And we saw Man of Steel in the in the theater. We saw Batman versus Superman in the theater. We saw Justice League in the theater. And... Obviously, we then rented them again and watched them again at the, at home. And now, I was a huge fan of Man of Steel. I didn't see it six times like you, but I probably have made up for it in the Netflix since right. they've been diffusing it. Um, I've seen Batman versus Superman several times, and I wasn't crazy about the follow-up the first time I saw it. I was like, meh. Mm. You know, it's like, like you know, it, I agree with Xavier. Like, it grew on me over the years. It's a watchability that started out at about six for me, and it's close to a nine now. Wow, okay. And it's close to a nine now because, honestly, to prepare for this, I actually went and I saw the whole trilogy all over again. So I've, in the last couple of days, just seen Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, and then obviously... I finished it off with the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. You're fresh from you're fresh from that world. So when you saw I'm fresh the, from that world, so when you saw the theatrical cut, um, what you know coming out of the theaters, how did how did how did how did you feel? What what did you think of it overall? I, I think that the theatrical uh, release for me was very bad. Yeah. It had all of the cliches that, you know, all of the previous comic book movies that were done so well kind of got had gotten rid of. And so I was very disappointed in the overall. There were like there were like maybe two good lines that you could come out of the movie citing. And obviously both of them were, were said by The Flash. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was just it was very, very disappointing. And, and the girls, which, you know, they were young at the time. Um, they were like, Really? This, you paid money for this? And I was like, come on, don't be that hard. <laughs> I had, and I, they're like, I, no, but like, but like, you know, Man of Steel was great. And, right. and even Batman versus Superman had, had its moments, but this is just, and, and this, this is the little one saying it. It's like, this is just crap. From the mouths of babes, from the mouths of babes. And, and, you know, that's, you know, it's interesting. You said that you're, you're, th that they were younger. Cause I had to remind Ed, I was like, Ed, that was like four years this ago. This was four years ago. Yeah. This is a four-year yeah. saga of bringing this the, this yeah. uh, director's cut uh, to, 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 to the mass audience. 
Um, so I, I want to put this also in perspective to the point where when I watched the, the new release of the Zack Snyder, um, I had trouble sleeping the other night. So I was up until like five in the morning and the girls get up at six for school. So one of them shows up and they're like, you're awake. I'm like, oh, my God, I just saw the most awesome thing. <laughs> And she's like, she's like, what, what did you watch? And it's like, I have, you know, the Zack Snyder Justice League cut. And she's like, so she's like, don't you remember? We went to see it in the theater. Like we all hated it. I'm like, no, no, you got to see this. She's like, I don't know if I'm going to waste my time. I'm like, dude, you're going to watch this. You're going to see this. Wait, by the way, it's a great mom that calls her kid, dude. <laughs> oh, I do this can, a lot I, can we ask how old your kids are, Anna? <laughs> Dude, you're watching this. <laughs> yeah, Anna, 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 X, X, X has a uh, question yeah, for you. X, you have a question. Oh, can I ask how, are you, how old your kids are? Yeah, so my oldest is 18 and my youngest is 14. So at the time, they were 14 and 10. When Justin uh, my, my, Oh, sorry. Yeah, my boys are uh, 16 and 17, so they're around the same age. So I, yeah. I just want to get a comparison of how your kids felt about it versus my kids. Wait, yeah, uh, what, what, what did your kids think yeah, of the Yeah, X, what, what, what did your boys uh, think of it, or have they even seen it? No, they love it. I mean, we're, we're more of a DC family than Marvel. Okay. Um, but they like, they, uh, like the, they like the theatrical cut, or they were tepid on the theatrical cut? I don't know. I, I can't get a read on the, the kids, though. You, you know, they, they don't really have any allegiance. Uh, I mean, they, we all love DC. I probably love it more than they do. But they they um, they seem to know more than I do in terms of like what goes on in the movie. And because they read all the stuff on the Internet, I stay away from a lot of the Internet yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, stuff. I, I like to digest like movies, like independent of all, all the noise outside of uh, yeah. social media. What, Social media, and yeah. that's smart of you because Lord knows I should do that, but I don't. Well, you know, it's interesting. My um, with Clark, um, he everything he knows about DC are from the Injustice video games, you know, and everything else that comes uh, from watching YouTube or whatever. Has he seen this Snyder cut? No, because it's hard for him for me to get him to sit through. Uh, 10 minutes of anything, you know, mm -hmm. aside from like video games, you know, like he's, he's on point. Mm. Uh, uh, Anna, um, uh, do you have anything else to add? We're, we're a DC family too, by the way. And that's also my fault because my <laughs> favorite guy is Batman. I mean, yes, I know everybody's know. a Superman hero fan, but I'm, I, I've always loved him. Women. And so we're, we're a huge DC family as, as well here, which is kind of funny because the girls start making fun of everything that comes out from Marvel. But anyway, that's another story. <laughs> but they had they had the exact same reaction. They're like, you know, DC great, Batman wonderful, Superman fantastic. So they, and, they were they were primed to they were an audience that was like, I want to see the Justice League, and then what they yeah. were given, yeah. eh, 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 right? You know, yeah. Now, it was Ed, exactly that. It now, was exactly now, that. Now, Ed, you, you know, you, you and I, uh, you, me, uh, we, did we all, we all went to see it. John, you were, you were with yeah, us, we right? Saw it together. We all saw it together. And Ed, I think Ed, Ed will just mirror what what I'm going to say about the theatrical. You're, yeah. You know, well, you know, like, well, if I were to, re if I had to recall what I said from our show when we did that, I said this. I had fun. Uh, and pretty, pretty much what you said. It's not offensive. Right. Um, but also, yep. but I think I was more focused on the, uh, the anger of the fan culture reaction to this movie. I was more concerned about that, you know, than then thinking about the movie because I'm like, well, how do you take something that's really fun and just completely 
just go really toxic about that on, on social media. Well, well that's, 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 that is, that's, that's, that's social media. That's, that's social media. media. But um, your, your take at the time was, like, was, as you said, was that it's watchable, yeah. but it doesn't reach any heights really but also like it's in, it's in one ear out the other it's not you know you you barely remember the theatrical cut that's my in years leading up to now it's become less and less re, un, uh watchable i have not been able to go back and watch it especially now i don't have to watch it now right <laughs> but i'll watch this four hour version of it uh this this whole different cut of uh, uh of, of, of the theatrical version but this one uh, the frankenstein version is completely just it's garbage pretty. At it's this point. it's garbage it's, at this it's point. Uh, it utterly is utterly garbage, it, especially in 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 life. Now, my own, like I said, like you saw it. You know, you want this to work. It's the Justice League X <laughs> Superman. I gotta see Superman. You know, the, they're they're doing the Death and Return story, and it is. It's it is this very for. It's very forgettable, as Anna said. It was. It seemed to be done very rote. Um, very. Uh, it seemed very. Let's put it this way. It seemed very committee driven. It seemed that there was a lot of what can we take of this original what what can we take of Zach's cut and what can we add in to make it what we think is palatable to the to the wider audience? Well, how can we marvelize this to a certain degree? And again, it, what they what they ended up with was this movie that is you know, I walked away not I think if I've seen it twice maybe in 4 years. I saw it in the theaters and I might have seen it once in a home release. And that was it because that was how deflated as a film it was. Again, not horrible, but it was like, I don't, I don't ever feel the need to revisit this film ever again, maybe. But there, it's interesting though, because there are certain elements of the theatrical cut that we can appreciate, you know? Well, anything that was scenes. good in it, that's the thing. Anything that was good in the theatrical release is still good in in the, in the Snyder yeah, that, cut. That's right. That's right. If not, again, better, expanded, larger. Um, but John, I, I uh, think John, I think there was a huge. If I can cut in just uh -huh. for a second, I think that there was a huge. I don't know for for those of us that are nerds about these things, and it's certainly the case that my older daughter, by the way, had had seen all of the Batman trilogy, the Chris Nolan trilogy. And well, she's seen the other ones too, by the way. I have totally put her through the Prince music as well. Just I want to be clear about that. Pardon we have gone through all of Batman movies since 1989. <laughs> but um, no, but she was like, she was all excited. She's like, oh, so he's the producer. Fantastic. You know, this is going to be great. Look what he did with Batman. And then she knew about Zack Snyder. She hadn't seen any of his movies yet, but she, you know, she heard me talking about him a lot. So when we came out of Justice League, we had this like, preconceived notion of how good things could be given what they had done in the past. And, and I honestly feel like the, the reason why the, the, the justice league theatrical release was not as compelling as the, the Zack Snyder cut is because the director didn't get to finish his trilogy. Huh. Without and, a doubt. and it's, and you know, and actually Anna's like, well, you know, it makes sense that it's not as good because the director didn't see it through to the end. And I, it was kind of weird for me to hear this from her. Cause she's, weirdly nerdy about things that I didn't expect her to be at this point. But I think, you know, just I'm kind of giving her credit for the way that I've kind of developed my vision of this. She, well, is, well, speaking, you know, of, speaking of vision, the, the, she, there's, you're, there's you're, a reason why movies work when they're all done by the same guy. Well, well, well what, your, what your daughter is uh, basically laying on you is the auteur theory. 
at her age, she's 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 like, uh, yes, no, mother, please, I need a. Can I get a, a copy of Cinematic Fantastique for me? Um, uh, so okay, so we kind of all had a similar reaction. John, you too. Like you remember going to the film, and you, the, I remember you coming out was the same way. It was kind of like, eh. Yeah, it was all right. You know, it was entertaining. I I I would agree with Ed on his review. Um, nothing hurt me. Nothing it hurt was you. fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you it was know? inert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, it, yeah, it, it what does it, that say about us that we need to be hurt in order for us to like something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, we're all damaged I, souls. I don't, I don't. I don't know about you. I'm not into that stuff, Anna. I don't. Know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm but, not going um, there. <laughs> okay, so. After the theatrical uh, release, there is this sort of, well, almost immediately, I said I didn't want to get too much into it, and I don't want to get into it, but I will say this, almost as soon after the theatrical release, I show um, some stuff started showing up online, which was basically unfinished special effects sequences that were not in the theatrical cut, that were probably released by the VFX guys who had worked hard on it and were expecting to finish it. Mm. It's kind of showing, hey, this is this is the story you this didn't get. This is what could be. This is what could be. And I have no doubt that Snyder gave him this blessing. I'm pretty sure he was like, they were like, man, we want to show, we work so hard, we want to show, so, hey, yeah, yeah, put something out there, leak something. And it was kind of from that, that early uh, video leak, which is basically, again, unfinished sequences of, of Cyborg, unfinished sequences of, of, of Flash. And you looked at it and you said, this, even unfinished... Looks, looks better and yeah. more polished than what we got in the theater. And so suddenly there is this gigantic swelling of people who say, we want to see what Zack's version is. We want to see Snyder's version completed. And I don't think it would have happened otherwise, but COVID and a whole bunch of other you know forces sort of made WB open to this idea. And you know they have a streaming service, so we get this, we get the release. Now... I I have to be honest with you. I was kind of ambivalent about it. I don't know about anyone else, but I was kind of like going like, <sighs> we've had so much controversy. There's been so much back and forth with the fans. Yeah, and it's like it's like, well, I'm not so sure. I want to, you know, you know, will it be? But oh, even through the now, let me ask X. The trailers, like you know, you you hear that this Snyder cut's going to happen. How did you feel? I wasn't that excited, to be honest, uh, in the beginning, because, I, I mean, how much more could it, they have added to the movie? I mean, why, and, and, and also my feeling was, if, 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 they want, if they cut it out from the last movie, you know, there had to be a reason, you know, like, and I just didn't have the bandwidth also to just, like, watch it over again. Mm-hmm. That was my feeling about okay. Justice League. Like, I didn't really care about the Snyder Cut when I first heard about it. Okay, I and wasn't excited. I wasn't excited about it probably till six months ago. Okay, <laughs> that's six months long. I think that's six months longer than me. I again, I was still very ambivalent. I was like, okay, we're getting it. That's nice. I'll probably check it out. And that's all I thought it was going to be. So I was like, oh, you know, okay, you know. And there also was still the idea of like, how much did he get to finish? You know, even if it was more material, you know, there was a lot of reasons, I think, and good reasons for maybe a lot of people to be a little ambivalent. Anna, how did you feel when you heard it was like, oh, they're releasing this director's cut? Uh, let, let me let, let me just uh, just interject here. Now, Anna, I think uh, you weren't aware. I wasn't a, aware that there was You weren't aware of a Snyder's cut. Uh, oh, okay. No. Right? In other words, the hashtag release the Snyder cut. 
uh, I suppose, you know, I don't read social media, by right, the way, I have to go, join right. this, on this. I, it's my girls who put me up to date on everything. I refuse to read stuff anymore because it, I, I'm like X. I, I, can I call you X? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Xavier? Yes. <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't want to be influenced by the, the nastiness and, and, the, and the trolls that, that make comments that are just, you know, because they can. So I wasn't aware that there was a snack, snack Snyder. Snack, the director's cut. I didn't gotcha. know about it. Gotcha. Okay, so... You know, me and Ed were, you know, we were kind of like, I, I, Ed, you were, were you excited or not when you heard? Well, look, first off, unlike now you, and this is kind of a surprise to me that you didn't think it was going to happen, right? Now, and, and, I in was, I would, if you, you would, if I, if I had bet money, I would have lost. And I remember. The, I would have lost big time. Uh, beginning of COVID going to April, um, the news broke out that, oh, you know what? The fans managed to, I guess, raise money. And 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 hang this banner somewhere in Midtown or whatever. Right. And that caught on. I'm like, wow, this is something. Is this going to go anywhere? And then I think a couple months later on, hey guys, it's Zack Snyder. Uh, um, uh, they just gave me seventy million dollars, bitches. And uh, and it's going to happen. And I'm like, uh, is this really happening? But is again, this- but even so, what I what I what I was unsure of was whether it's going to be any more different. The yeah. theatrical cut, right? I didn't expect four hours. I didn't expect this six six chapter story. Why didn't story. you expect four hours? Well, because I mean, well, first off, how are they going to release it, right? That's this true. is before the That's whole true. announcement of That's oh, true. HBO Max, everything is going to every content that Warner Brothers is going to put out is going to be streaming on uh, HBO Right, Max. yeah, and which is the other part. That's the COVID part of like, wait a minute, aren't all the theaters closed? Yeah, Where is this going to be happen? shown? Right, you know, got so it, got it. Zach, yeah. even if you were going to pump out your 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 director's cut, how how were we, the consumers, going to be able to to, to, to watch this? Yes, yeah, and there was, there was talk of a lot of the actors in the film who, who said things like, he had he had a uh, I, I'm I, I'm I'm forgetting what the film terminology is, but like a working cut that he had and sort of like it more or less together, but not polished, not with the effects, not with this like a, and also still probably requiring some pickups and some other things to fill in the blanks. And and about that, like I I think that working cut um, he had to show. Uh, studio heads, right? In order to mm. get that, to get more money out of it, right? So, I yeah, think yeah. Which uh, that's a whole. We'll get into a discussion yeah, about yeah. the studio heads about but, that because I'm like, I do not understand. Once we get into the proper talking of of the film itself, I don't understand how uh, anyone, any producer, could see that and go, "No, no, we've got to stop all this." I don't. I that I would not get. I would not get for one second if you had actually seen some version that had all of the arcs, all the stories, all of the character stuff in it. And how it played out, and then go, nah, we need to scrap all that. We you know, none of that is good. That's um, how I feel about it. Yeah. So that's let's get into that <laughs> X. Um, so you get X is going to give it to us. <laughs> um, you get the Snyder cut. You watch it. Um, your your reaction uh, in, ge- in in general in, in general watching it so. <laughs> Ed, Ed's got a big smile, so I, I, smile. I know you and he have talked a lot about this, so lay it on me, brother. 
Well, I always have you guys in mind. I have Ed in mind every time I watch, you know, like a, the, the latest superhero movie. Um, I would watch a 12 hour version of this, to be honest with you. Wow. Uh, four hours, six hours, 12 hours. I think you, you did know, I, because you've I, already I, seen it three times. Probably. Well, Give like, me the Lord know, of the Rings four, cut. Five, probably five times by now. So five times four is what? Like 20, 20 hours of my life. <laughs> You're missing. You're missing out on your on your and kids, your boys, man. You know. <laughs> no, no, they 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 watched it, they they watched it uh, like maybe twice with me already too. And, and my wife that's once. A, that's you know, his, while, while we were going to bed. That's 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 X's out. He's like, no, man, they're with me. Don't worry about it. It's 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 good. They're, it's they're with time. me. I mean, when 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 Comic Con first came to New York City was I think was around the time Batman versus Superman came out. So it, it was a big deal, you know, and. I got my kids hyped for for the movie. They 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 love it, you know. But uh, what was my reaction? I, I I was just adored with it. Um, I was amazed. I felt like a kid again. You know, it was it was like I love feeling like that when, whenever I go to see a movie. You know, with no expectations. Um, cinematically, it looks awesome the way Zack Snyder you know envisioned it. Um. I don't even want to watch the old one anymore, to be honest. I mean, I, I want to watch it just to like compare, stare and compare what the differences are, but I can't get myself to watch the old one for, and I haven't watched the old one probably for several years now, you know, but, uh, this, this one, uh, I was, I'm, I'm really, um, impressed. I, 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 go ahead. Sorry. You, you feel that, that the, whatever issues the theatrical cut had, yes. you feel they were solved here. Yes. 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 Totally. Okay, uh, Anna. Anna. So you you um you you get to you get a chance to see the Snyder Cut, which you weren't even aware of. This little present. And All so right, so, you- so here here's here's how it works. So having trouble sleeping, and I put it on, and like halfway, you know, like in the first twenty minutes, I write it. I'm like, I, I've already seen this. What am I looking at? And he's like, No, it's a snack Snyder Cut. I'm like, Okay. So. <laughs> You know, as, as the night goes by, you know, that is receiving more and more texts. At one point, he's like, why aren't you asleep? I'm like, I can't sleep. So <laughs> I was very, very excited. Like, even if I, I even if I had at some point been tired and wanted to fall asleep in front of something, I couldn't have. I couldn't have fallen asleep in front of this. And, and again, it kind of, I, I don't fall asleep in front of movies easily. But when you're tired, you're just, you know, you, you and, and it just it, it just kept, it grabbed me. It kept my interest the yes. whole the whole four hours of it. And so my immediate reaction was, it's it's totally like Hollywood to take a, a director who's never done a movie under two and a half, let's say, three hours long, and then, you know, edit it down to two hours so that they can sort of, you know, Get just that release cr- it yeah. in theaters. And it made me very, very angry because, again, there's there's sensibility to all of the characters. They're developed. There's questions that are answered. The, you, you get to, you know, be more personal with with. Flash, and you get to be more personal with the, you know Cyborg, and and you and you you get to see Green Lantern, you get to see the Martian uh, Manhunter. I mean, like it, th- th- these are all things that any like superhero fan is going to be giddy about, and that's how I felt throughout the whole four the, hours. The, I was the, like, the, giddy. the canvas is just that much larger. It just it's feels like much a bigger larger, movie, yeah. even though it's in four three ratio. Uh, yeah, ratio. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Snyder's uh, working and, on something and, else. And, and I also felt just, you know, for, for the first time, I felt like, you know, when the, the theatrical trailer came out, when the theatrical version came out, I was like, ah, this is the end of Justice League. Like, no one's going to put money into developing any of these characters any further. And what a shame, because DC rocks. 
<laughs> and after the Zack Snyder cut, you can kind of see at least, you know, three or four other movies that come out that are awesome, that are great, that will, you know, explore other issues and then talk a about, lot of you stuff know, that all was of raised the other in characters yeah, yeah. and sort of make stuff come to life that, that, you know, you've been kind of reading about your whole childhood and, and now you get to see in live action. Uh, X, uh, you want to add something there? Oh, yes. Thanks. Um, my first exposure to superheroes was from the radio. I, I, I came <laughs> to the United States in 1983. Before that, I was raised in the Philippines. Me too, uh, With man. my grandfather and my father. We used, like, they used to listen to, I don't know if these were new or they're probably reruns on the radio. We used to mm -hmm. listen to radio serials of Superman, you know, where they would do sound effects, kind of like, you know, like the podcast of the day where they would do, like, uh, the, the, the tapping follies. sounds on, yeah. you, you know, like, faster than a speeding bullet, you know, Boom! able to yeah, tall, yeah. leap tall buildings in a single bar. That was my first exposure to superheroes, and it was the Superman serials or on the radio that we used to listen to. This felt like that to me. The Justice League feels like... like it feels intimate. And I was telling Ed why 4-3 seems to work. It feels more intimate like, mm. to, to the audience. I, know, I, I can see that, that that's, that's always been a, a, a case with the, you know, uh, the difference of viewing something at home and viewing something in a theater. And in this case, I do think that there was a good split of it felt personal but it never felt small. It re was a big movie, right. and like the like right. I said, the canvas is so much it, it is so much bigger now. Um, Ed, you got to see it before I did, right? So um, <laughs> March, the release date was March eighteenth, right? And I did get to see see it on on the day of that. How it did dropped. you see it the seventeenth? Well, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I have HBO Max, right? So so I I finished my day, had dinner. And I have my mother-in-law, my wife, my son, and I said, see ya. And I went downstairs <laughs> to my new bedroom downstairs with where I have a 65-inch TV. Right? Nice. And, uh, and granted that, you know. The, he's the, talking the, about this like he's talking about his mistress. Yeah. I got this nice TV in downstairs. my bed. That may as well be. And I'm like, honey, I love you and all, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going to make love to some Zack Snyder right now. He, he meant so, to say it was his TV's bedroom. So I went downstairs and I, I parked my I parked my ass down and I knew that I was not going to move for four hours, right? After it was done, he had I, felt like, I felt like it was building up to a religious experience. And I really mean this. Yeah. Ed's, and, Ed's wait, wait. been going crazy with the religious the terminology. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me, so, so then by the time I was done, it was, it was about close to midnight. And I call this guy who's at his job and, and I'm like, uh, I'm completely speechless. And that was pretty much my, my, my initial response because, because, be, yeah, because it is by far com complete whole. Uh, again, again, even though despite being a four-three uh, aspect ratio, which I kind of felt robbed in that sense, because when you're watching it at the sixty-five-inch yeah. experience, mm -hmm. right, you go, "Wait a minute, you're, you're cutting off oh, the corners for me, right?" right? That's elitist. It, yeah. it, it, it is elitist. <laughs> it, it, it does sound elitist. Because I have right? a big screen TV too. And now, I was like... since then, the days after, I've, I've seen it twice. Uh, I, I just got my second shot of COVID. And uh, so the, the religious day, experience so continued. Two, so t two days later, I was feeling like crap. I was tired. I sat and I parked my ass again with this time with my wife and we're both watching it. And we sat for four hours. Uh, now, from, from now, now, Ed, 
Now, what did my about, wife no, say? No, okay. now, about your wife, yeah. that you, I, both of you guys should really appreciate my, okay, this. Okay, you're going to love this, Because I, I have to assume that um, <laughs> both of you are also, that your partners are not necessarily as into this stuff as you are. Are you kidding me? No, 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 oh, no. You're, 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 I speak for my husband. My okay, husband your husband, he's like, cool, next, he's cool? Okay, he's cool. He would, have been up, he would have been up with me except that the man could sleep, you know, and okay, I couldn't. Okay, so. But, and, and X, he he X, gets up in the morning with the girls. He's like, fuck, I want to see this too now. X, how's your better half uh, uh, on uh, this stuff? Not as much as into it uh, with me, but uh, could appreciate my passion about watching okay. it. Well, Ed, so, so, okay, Ed's, let, Ed's let me, got a slightly different right. situation. So let me tell a story, <laughs> right? We're watching this and Jennifer is like, you know, she's like, wait, what are those boxes called? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, those are called mother boxes. I'm like, well, they look like all sparks. And from the, from she kept That's calling and she kept referring to them as all sparks. I'm like, no, honey, they're not the all, all sparks. sparks are from the Transformers <laughs> movies. Okay, stop calling them all sparks. But she she knew that she was just sort of being but, a stick but, in my craw. But what else did she? And she kept calling all sparks. Now now that said, she was like, how many of those does she does he need to collect? <laughs> I'm like, no, honey, he's not Thanos. He's not well, he looks just like Thanos. Thanos. Like he's not Thanos. He doesn't have to collect any of these. There are three mother boxes, and this is coming from a woman who, uh, who a, she's not a fan of the genre, right? Um, B, she has something called celebrity dyslexia. She can never figure out. What the name of these celebrities are? What, what's the name of that guy? Uh, you know, like I'm like, oh, you mean Jeremy Irons? Yes, 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 yes. Um, you know, he was in. Uh, he he plays a butler, right? I'm like, yes, he's the butler. You know, like, <laughs> so so that was pretty much my. Now back to the religious experience, right? Um, it's only been what several days, and yesterday I'm in the car, and X, you might appreciate this. I don't know about you if you're blasting. Hans Zimmer on your Spotify and your with the helmet when you're when you're when you're biking, but I put on Man of Steel, and I'm listening to the pageantry of the uh, of of the main theme, and I'm I, I'm really taken back to what it was like to have a true superhero religious experience because this stuff and Miguel will tell you Superman is religion right. And I'm the guy who's the you know I'm he's the, always I'm the Jesus faith here right he's, you know? he's always poo pooing my my crazy Superman uh, right uh, now you know zealotry this is what the reaction has been coming from me and and it's basically because uh, and we'll get what, into what's it. your son's name by the way oh Clark <laughs> <laughs> um, no, why did you like say that name <laughs> but more so you know like I'm trying to and, and then since then I've also been trying to get down to the story about the the background story, which we don't really need to get into, but like you know, um, I'm sort of just kind of pissed off whether we're gonna get uh, that we're I, not that, going to get we're not gonna get any more anything what from this, of what we saw here of yeah, the yeah. Snyderverse, right? Yes, right? The Snyderverse is uh, sounds like uh, is what everything in the DC MC uh, the DC Cinematic Universe is hinging upon. Right, and I, I'm sort of feeling that some of the directors who are moving on with their projects, like 
uh, Patty Jenkins or um, Ava DuVernay. Um, Annie Muschietti. Yeah, yeah, whether they're going to be the ones, and because the one, well, Flash well, movie, Wonder Woman, um, or uh, any more other projects, if they're going to be, yeah, we'll 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 get into that because that is true. There is so yeah, much that so is much come out of that. that could come Why, out. Why did now. he say he was not ever going to do anything again? No. Well, the, yeah, it the seems that the Warner, Warner Brothers does not seem to be have that kind of interest. The the words from uh, uh, Warner Brothers CEO uh, Amy Sarnoff, right? She's saying. Probably um, this is it. This yeah, is this it. is it. This, this is it. it. When this it comes, it. he's basically fulfilled. His... Well, you know, CEOs change all the time. I mean, we could do well, something. Well, well, this well, one, this <laughs> one just came in replacing. Yeah, 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 but that's what's interesting. Ed, is as we said, um, this was this has already been like three different CEOs from when Zach was that making is it true. originally. That is true. So that's, you that's don't true. you don't ever know what can happen. Now I look. I was as I said was disappointed. My expectations were kind of low, and Ed will tell you. That when I when I got my reaction to it, he, the first thing like that he said uh, that I said to him uh, that I did I sounded how did I sound to you when I first read that I was almost like <laughs> how do I put this I was trepidatious at being happy about it <laughs> not I, anymore I was kind of like I was kind of like you know oh and, and also I was giving him a play by play chapter by chapter he's yeah, at he home. Was. And I'm going like, okay, I just finished chapter one. <laughs> okay, here are I'm my like, thoughts. I'm like, Miguel, it's, uh, it's past midnight. I'm in bed. What do you want? It's, well, I'm at chapter four right now. <laughs> exactly. I said, well, I said, I said I'm going to call you back. I said, I, uh, you don't know when. It could be three years from now, and we're going to still have this conversation. <laughs> but um, I was like, starting out and watching it first two couple of chapters, and I'm going like, this is really solid. Like, Everything is working. All the it's it is working. The arcs are there. The characters are there. The relationships are there. The themes are there. And then on top of it, the production design is it just looks Phenomenal. better than the than the theatrical version. And as it, you know, each chapter goes by, each chapter goes by, I'm going I'm not bored. It's a I'm having a 4-hour experience and I'm always glued to what's happening. Even and I'll get to some stuff even when Snyder really, this is, in my opinion, maybe Snyder's most indulgent film. He does some things in this movie that... Slow motion. And, and beyond the slow motion, I don't even think the slow motion is the most indulgent part. There are just some weird touches that I think, in my opinion, let's say we lived in a universe where I, I put on the Infinity Gauntlet, I snap my fingers, and we, Zach gets to, gets to finish and it gets a theatrical release. I don't think that what we have seen here in this director's cut is what would have gone into the theaters. I think that it would have that would have been pared down. Some of the things that he again he indulged himself in would have been lessened. You know, so, things that were at an eleven would have been in a ten. And it would have Some, been two hours shorter too. It, I don't know if it would have been two hours, but it would have it been would have it would have been short. It wouldn't have had all that. Uh, granted, originally it was supposed to be a two part movie, right. and. As it kept going down to the finish, I'm going, you know, I'm engaged, I'm, I'm having fun, I'm really enjoying, I'm laughing. That's the other part. There's a lot of fun moments, funny oh moments. Oh my God, so many good lines. Yeah. So many good so lines. So many good lines. And then you get to the, you know, X. When they get to the part where they're like, oh yeah, the mother boxes, yeah, it could probably, uh, could probably raise the dead. And it's like, we all know Flash, Flash was me. We 
we're all thinking this, right? We're all thinking this. Pet <laughs> we're cemetery. All, we're, 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 all, we're all thinking the same thing. X, I cried. I cried, I cried. And you know what? It's stupid that I cried. Oh, you mean the, uh, the, 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 CG, the, um, the, yes, the hologram. That just like, appears. we're bringing, <laughs> we're bringing him back because Batman is like, no. And by the way, yeah, well, I'll get into that some of the It's just, I cried multiple times. Somewhat, I feel a little silly about it because it's like, look, Henry Cavill didn't really die. <laughs> okay, uh, he's he's doing okay. He's screwing all these beautiful young women. He's okay. He's having a good life. All right, but you know, there was this sort of like, I haven't seen a Superman that I can get behind in live action since Henry. You know, um, the, C- the CW guys. I'm just I'm not feeling that, and I loved Henry's version. And it's so, all thanks to the tutors, you know this, right? Thanks, all thanks to the yeah, tutors. The uh, and so, like, it it had the emotional impact, and then it ends, and I'm going, this was good from start to finish. This was solid. This was tightly written. It was tight. Even with Snyder indulging himself, it still was like, no, you know, he, he, I would not, I don't think I would cut much if all that much. It just, it was solid, and it was like, as I watched it again, I, it, was, it went from beyond solid. It was like, it was like the shock was too much for me to go, like, yeah, this is really good. I was like, this is really solid. It's like so tightly well, written. And then it I went from- I have a question for you guys, yeah. because this, this is something that's puzzling to me. And, and maybe, maybe we're not ready to talk about this yet, so you can cut me off. But, but, but let's, let's talk about history a little bit. Historically speaking, the director's cut of any good movie- has always been better than what was in the theater, right? Let's talk about Apocalypse Now, right? The director's cut is what we remember. We don't remember the theatrical trailer. I, Let's I, talk about Lord of the Rings. Of the Rings? Everybody's oh, got the trilogy I've, with the four-hour versions. I've, I've got few people have. I've got one for you, Anna, and it's and it's a personal one where it is a case of a director's cut made that film so much better. Evil Dead. No, um, The Abyss. James, oh my God! James Absolutely. Cameron's The Abyss. Absolutely. The director's cut. Is li- is similar to this, it's where it's phenomenal. like it's, it's so, so much better. Raise the level of what that movie was. Absolutely, and and I yeah, ab- agree. This this and is the same thing with Ridley Scott's versions of any number of his movies. I mean, you know, let's you know, we can start by the Alien version, then we can start you know, any any yeah. of the of the Ridley Scott theater uh, theater releases, and then you've got the director's cut. They're always better. So I don't understand at what point does Hollywood not get this? Well, look, I mean, look, the the inverse can also the the. Other argument can also be said that's like, for example, when the director has total control, I'm going to bring up, and sorry, X, I, I forget <laughs> whether you, uh, as far as The Phantom Menace is. Oh, God. We're, right? Are we bringing up Star Wars with X here? <laughs> oh, he wait, just wait, walked wait, away. Wait, he just wait, walked wait, off wait, set. He just walked away. <laughs> if this were a talk show, it would be over. Oh, nice he would have flipped the you. table. Anna is also showing her, her Star Wars, Star Wars uh, pajamas. Pajama <laughs> oh, no, you didn't, Ed. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, well, well, the argument this is this. Is it's coming. like, I now, still totally knew this is coming. If this is this is in this can be sort of a you know there is a classic argument against a studio versus the director's vision of of what the project is going to be. Now, my, and my my follow up question is is this: Can this four hour cut be put on the big screen? And eventually, I, it will. All I'm right. pretty sure. Uh, is it on? If if anything has it been? Is it on? I think on with, theatrical cut? I think with COVID, that's not like uh, right. It's in, not a thing. The, right. But I I won't be surprised when it. When it happens now, when it happens, how will 
how will how it cool do? Would, how cool would it be if the guy plays his music? What's his name? Uh, in an orchestra in the background while the movie is playing, they did this all. <laughs> I would, I would, I would pay a thousand dollars to see Hans Zimmer and and Tom Hulkenberg oh, live, Jeez. doing the music for 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 totally for, for would, like totally would. But here's, but the, but the thing is, it's like you know, now all of us we are we're generally pretty positive right. on the movie. We know that there are alle- there are legions of people out there who do not who are like not like this. it. Yo, whoa, Lord, well, Lord okay, knows, so you know, there are people let, still talk, pissing let, and moaning. Let, Let's talk about this stuff that we didn't like. And, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up because, you know, even though we make fun of Jen for this, I think it's a real problem. You know, when you've got uh, symbols with, you know, from different movies that are being carried over where characters look so much alike, where the all spark from Transformers could be <laughs> right. taken for the mother boxes, where Thanos looks like, what's Steppenwolf. his name? Uh, Steppenwolf, uh, yeah. Uh, Steppenwolf. Uh, I mean, and it and it's it actually it's a, it's a bit of a virus in in Hollywood movies where they keep taking graphically things that were associated with other things, and they work so well, and they insert them into other movies. And it it me for me personally, the thing that I did not like about this movie is that graphically, I kind of feel like we're we're not challenging ourselves, and we're not giving graphic artists the opportunity to be imaginative about how they're going to show certain aspects or certain. Uh, elements Mm -hmm. you know you you systematically find things you know cross-pollination between movies of what like worked really well in one place you put it in another and there's no reason for it Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a very silly silly example i was a huge fan of the hunger games for example in the last uh yep loved it loved every minute of it loved the whole concept loved the way it was done in volume four they have these like creatures that are kind of chasing them through the, the, the tunnels. The same creatures you'll find in a really silly movie that I also loved called Priest, which is pretty much hands down exactly the same graphic representation of a vampire right. and of these things that are chasing them through the sewers in Hunger Games. You've got the All Spark, which is the mother uh, box. Right. You've got, I mean, that for me is, is kind of, it, it, it's, it's a pity to see Hollywood kind of drying up in terms of graphic ideas and cross-pollinating elements from one movie to another where people like Jen are going to look at it and they're going to be like, oh, oh and, and It's all that? one and big gray uh, mass to them. It's mm-hmm. kind of like this. There's no different yeah. differentiation. Anything that's, and, it's, uh, and, and you know what? This, it's, it's silly because this is like a graphic artist or a special effects guy dream come true. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you represent this? I mean, you know, you just... Like you would with a director, give him leeway to show you stuff. You do the same with a graphic artist or a special effects guy. You give him leeway to like invent things for you. And that's where all of these like amazing moments and movies come out. And it's for me, that's the only kind of um, criticism that I that have about have this movie. Okay. Um, okay. The Fair costumes enough. are great. The lighting is great. The cinematography you is know, well, since you, The since saturations you have... of colors are just mm. perfect. The whole thing is just like shown through like... A whole series of you know you're you're literally thinking you're you're looking at a comic book you know square moment painted you know how they used to painted, put their, their a painted comic book you know what I mean it was like it was like if if a Renaissance painter had yeah. decided to give you a Superman story um, X you know since Anna said it's down is there anything in this in this cut that <coughs> you you weren't crazy about that you were kind of like eh that could have been better that should have that, that shouldn't have been there or something along those lines. No. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the no, point. Yeah, yeah. The the one thing I, I uh, that fell short for me was just kind of the consistency between other movies. Uh, uh, when uh, Mira said her 
both her parents died in a war when we know that her father's uh, Dolph Lundgren. Um, right. Yeah. 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 They're they're the you know that uh, I'm gonna get into that about about, about uh, 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 later. But uh, okay. So you were like, no, nope, this is. I don't have any. You don't have any big. You know, not even minor nitpicks. You gotta have a minor nitpick. You gotta have something that you went like. Ori- originally, I'm like, what the hell? Four three. I, I didn't even know it was gonna be in four three. Like I said, I, I don't. I didn't know too much going into the movie. So four three. I'm like, what the hell? I got this TV. I you fill up the space, bro. So. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, after like the first couple minutes, that all washed away. It didn't matter anymore. Um. Okay. Okay. Ed, is there anything when you saw it that when you were done, you were kind of like, or in the moment, you were like, in the moment, eh, that. Eh. Well, again, um, it, it, even though it was at four hours, it didn't feel like four hours, right? No. Okay, um, now, were there any hard criticisms? No, because everything sort of all the pieces fit together, right? Yeah. If anything, the the pieces that sort of the dynamic of the things that fit together resonated so much that you just you, you just overlooked the everything stuff. overlooked. Now that said, there were things about um the details of like for example, you bring up Mira X. Yeah. When did her when did she have a British accent? But again, this she, is the oh, original. I know. She's a Gillian Anderson of Atlantis. You know how Gillian see, Anderson see, see. has an, an accent sometimes, and then sometimes she's American, and then sometimes she's British. She's see, see. Gillian Anderson. See, X, X. You see, You're X, so right, X. See, X. My, so my, right. I was about to say that Mira had contracted uh, Carrie Fisher disease. For Carrie Fisher disease. Like, you know. <laughs> because, when, you know, it's like, too, you know, yeah. you, you meet Grandma Tarkin, suddenly it's like, okay, what part of the UK are you from? And then she meets Han, and it's like, oh, you sound like someone from 42nd Street. All right, I now, get it. Now, right. again, as far as because it's an indulgent movie, right. some of the slow motion, yeah, you know, like this is, this is it's not He turned it up to 11. He, he turned, turned it up to 11. I mean, every, uh, like there was, God knows how many scenes where it was, okay, it's uh, um, uh, uh, the Queen, uh, right, yeah. Malta, Drawing up her sword and everything is, it, it's going to take some time for her it's, to do that. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's, but, but at the same time, but, then he but also. he does the same thing in every one of his movies. Yeah, that it's, it's a stylist. I, I love those personally. Yeah. He three hundreds everything. Right. Wait, much. but, but, but wait, now punch. see, here's what I will say. It is interesting that he started this out on Man of Steel, which actually, if you, when you watch that movie does not does have not as have. much of that, if at all. It's true. It's, it's much more. It's he's, little, he's, 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 he, he tamped all those things down. There's a little more in Batman v Superman, but Justice League, and probably in my opinion, uh, because it was taken away from him, I, I, I've told Ed this. There is something in there where he was like, oh, you're giving me the seven million to finish it. I'm finishing it the way I want. Now, I'm going to do it th- exactly how I'm going to do it. Now, 70 million is a lot. Right, but mm-hmm. is it a lot in Hollywood terms? And this is what I said after no. watching this. Well, this is what I said after watching this. The it's movie like, cost three hundred and eighty million originally, so seventy more is right. just it's, like a it's drop a in sneeze, the bucket. Right? right? You know, especially if you have to market this, and I don't even know how much marketing they did. But now, w- after watching this, I did say eh, some of the CG was kind of pasty. Uh, John Jones, Marshman, uh, the General Swan, Swanson, Swanwick, Swanwick. Yeah, he's a um, as Martian Manhunter. The CG just the the, there the were, money yes, for the CG just weren't there. there. There was some CG. I, I I'm not as true. critical as you, but there definitely was some like 
Uh, a couple of scenes here. This. Uh, I don't know why you keep harping because, on this. She didn't look you, bad. Well, because it doesn't look like it was a human stand-in for Granny Goodness. I and, see. And, I I don't know. Granny man. Goodness. Uh, for 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 those of you who don't know, um, that's the, the 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 woman that's standing next to Dark Side at the end at yeah. Apocalypse. Ava du. By the way, that what you got there, Ava Duvernay was is supposed is, to is be gonna, doing a, a film still, on that. Yeah. going to be directing a movie so, called uh, The New so, Gods. Okay, so like but, uh, for me, <clears throat> my issues really, like I said, comes down to some, some of his indulgence. Like, I'm sorry, I got to get a read on this from everybody here. I got to get a read on this. What the hell was that whole thing with the chick singing when Aquaman left? I, I didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I. It would be I one thing. Got, got, no, no, no. What was the whole thing with the chick singing what? The the the, the Viking. Oh, when, the, when, the, when, the Viking the song. Uh, women. Yeah. yeah. This, so like yeah. like okay, have that moment. But a have he doesn't moment. have that moment. But he doesn't let us know what they're saying, and it it goes on for quite a bit. So and well, I mean, I'm you know, sad. But see, that's the perfect example of indulgence of like. That whatever whatever reasoning Zach had for that is lost but on me. But here's the thing, <laughs> and that's I think that's okay from in a, from filmmaking perspective. Nothing, not everything is exposition. You know, it's okay. It's and it's fine. It can to, it can be. That's my point, right. though. Is like if he had let's say he had let us translated the lyrics mm -hmm. right, and we're reading what these women are singing as Aquaman leaves them. This guy who's been coming to them apparently for many years. Then that works in with the theme, or, but guess what? But guess what? Uh, well, I don't can speak. I, can I tell you? I don't speak Icelandic. Actually, I have a bigger problem with that scene. Sorry, go ahead. I, 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 it's actually really interesting because at the end of the movie, when you see the sort of alternate ending that Zack Snyder is providing you with, there is no Aquaman. True. Interesting. Okay. Yes. You know what? So I got to so give you chick, a point on that. So when the chick was singing, the first thing that I thought about was the scene in Lord of the Rings where they're they're uh, burying the Prince of Rohan. Right. Um, yes. The son who gets killed, and then um, his his cousin, basically the girl who ends up marrying Faramir, whose name Eowyn. Eowyn is singing at uh, on the on the graveyard. It had the same it like effect very, for me. It and very so much for me, evoked this that. Yes. This was a foretelling that Aquaman's not going to be around for very much longer. And at the end of the movie, Aquaman is gone. So for me, it was indulgence, but at the same time, it was foreshadowing. I got, you know, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll grant you that. I'll grant you that. John, now, John you, you said you had something to say about that scene? <clears throat> it was racist. Oh, God. <laughs> no <laughs> monkey wrenches. How come Aquaman can't save a village, you know, bring some food for like some poor country in Africa? Why gotta be this white oh, people? Oh, <laughs> like, come, come on. on. Well, look, look, I, I, I'm willing to accept, and again, be, since n not everything has to be exposition, for all we know, maybe, and this is the, 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 the great part, the, the good part, the, the, the wondrous part of it is maybe over uh, ages there have been different versions of Aquaman, you know, like different, uh, uh, or the, or King. And, and, and they've got a, they've got in. a song for him. A well, it's that, that, that there's this legend who Come comes in with and me. brings in food, you know. My I mean, that, for, we, sea, that may very well be the case. The sea of love. Um, I want to <laughs> tell you how much I love you. Now, now, um, I, my other thing is, um, minor is, I think that Gal Gadot, when she um, was originally tapped uh, to, to, to do this, I don't know if it's her ac if, if 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 it's her her accent, her you know non-native English speaking, whatever it is. 
there were some moments in this movie that I felt some of her line readings felt a little off. I agree. Thank you. It's not just me. Kalel, no. Yes. And yes. I was, th- was kind of like, I, but it's see, the delivery. I, it's the delivery. Yeah. Of and her I line. don't know. Yes. And I don't know X if it was that that I'm reading it and being too harsh on her, or again if it's like she is going for something there in those moments where it didn't quite fall. It just like again, it she, she hadn't really sunk into the character. She hadn't sunk into. She wasn't as comfortable in this role as she has become. And this is well. Hmm. Wonder Woman in this version is is very warrior, print, you know, not warrior princess. Wrong choice of words, but no, very, perfect point, mo- perfect choice of yeah. words. Well, she's very much a warrior here, but then when, she, like, like to your point, when she says those lines, she seems to kind of back away from that, and she gets softer. Mm. Well, look, I mean, again, uh, as about wa- about Wonder Woman, this is nice. the most picking w- on the only female hero. How's that for sexism? <laughs> hey, hey, actually, Anna, this is the thing. Wonder Woman is almost is this is my ideal Wonder Woman. This, this. is the most Wonder Woman Mine we've too. gotten. I, uh, I love every moment of more her. Really than, more, more than, than Wonder Woman 84. WW84, okay. Yes. I, I even watched WW84, by the way, this week. I've seen them all. And and I love the Linda Carter moment at the end. That just made me happy. Well, yeah, yeah. But like, if you look at the differences in how Wonder Woman is presented in that as compared to this film, she is, she is the, in, 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 until Superman showed up, she was the big gun. Able to go toe to toe. She was the one with. who was like, I can hang with yeah. Steppenwolf. Yeah. Y'all guys, I will be, you know, throw in there. It, it just like, it, yeah, let's matter it. Back, goes, you know what? I've killed things from other worlds before. Yeah, she, let, no, let, let, let's, let's, Wait, let's I'm do. I'm sorry, I have a one technical, kind of technical question. Uh, what makes her so much stronger than all her other sisters? She's, she's, well, she's half, she's part. Well, she's yeah, no, there, there's. Like, how come no one else is like. In well, the, a, the average no, no. Amazon, if you no. go through the comics and stuff, generally speaking, has about the strength, <clears throat> the strength and durability of like 10 men combined, which is incredible, yeah. but it's not bust through a skyscraper incredible. She has been gifted by the gods, the Greek gods. Now, in this version, she's half-blood. She's supposed to be a, a daughter she's of Ares Zeus. Ares' half-brother. But, oh, okay. but, just but generally that, speaking, right? even generally, Wonder sense. Woman yeah. is imbued with god-like abilities. Yeah. She literally... Dude, she's, she's a demigod. She's Hercules, basically. The lining of Hercules. Actually, well, Anna, I mean, actually, Anna father, the, but... the tagline for her has she's always been Hercules. stronger than Hercules. Well, there you go. Uh, wise as Athena and more beautiful than Aphrodite herself. But the label that she has, we know this. But she from... would never say it because then she'd bring down the wrath of gods upon her, right? Uh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but you know the Furies are probably cousins to her or something. They may let her fly. They may let it slide. You know. But we know. Like but we know from the 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 first Wonder Woman movie, she's the god killer. Yes, right? exactly. Killer, yeah. And so. and uh, you know, I think that this is a perfect uh, uh, a way to to handle this actually. So, um, aside from like your favorite moments, let's just go through the characters real fast and say what, what they each did in this film. So we're already on the Wonder Woman train here at, you know, X, um, how, you know, you're, t- you know, what did they do with Wonder Woman in this movie that, that, that you liked? Well, 
Um, I, I I love that she's very vicious. She's not. She's not. She doesn't hold back. She'll she'll kill people if she needs to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know that's contra uh, X. You know that that's a little controversial among Wonder Woman fans who are like, ah, we kind of so want the we good. want her to be a little more softer. We we want her to be the you know. They had the same reaction to Superman when he kills the what's his name Zod. And that's I true. Don't get it. I, I that's don't true. Get that's it. true. But but like X is there? You know, you're 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 you you caught into that sort of that. More, hard. I always put it this way, George. You know, you you maybe you're maybe you're aware or not, but you know, George Perez when he did the reboot boot in the '80s took a lot from Walt Simonson's Thor, which was like, no, we got to go deep into the mythology. We got to make it a lot more serious, a lot more. We got to really push the warrior aspect, and that's what they gave us here. You know, right? Um. Uh, so any you know other than like her being a vicious. Uh, killing machine. Anything else <laughs> you enjoyed? I really like that she's a vicious murderer. <laughs> That's really. Hot. I mean, you know, we, we've we've been watching these characters, you know, for the better part of our lives. I mean, it's it's the natural evolution of appeasing the audience of just, I think, of just letting people or letting characters breathe and letting you know really fleshing out what their capabilities are i think this is what we got here definitely with a lot of these characters definitely mm-hmm. uh anna you, what you, well what, what uh, anything from wonder woman that you enjoyed especially i i think that um one of the things that i really love about the way that the whole superhero genre has kind of turned is the fact that there's something very human um that you start relating to that every single one of these superheroes um has so the fact that they let themselves go a little bit every once in a while i really enjoy because i honestly feel like the the fact that they let themselves go and then come back from it is what makes them superheroes it's not the fact that they didn't never do anything silly or bad or stupid does that make sense yeah no no and i I think that kind of applies to pretty much all of the characters by the way she's not my favorite in the movie my favorite character in the movie is uh alfred I thought he was brilliant. I well he was said. Brilliant. Well said, young lady. Uh, now, uh, Aaron's is just brilliant. Now, now, Ed, you're you know what what you, what you got from Wonder Woman uh, in this movie? She gets the final. She gets a final kill. That's true. She gets the final kill, and yeah. uh, here's the significance. And we'll get we'll get to the other uh, characters, but Aquaman gets the first kill on Steppenwolf uh, with the trident. You're like, whoa, that came out of nowhere, um, and then. Uh, Wonder Woman there... decides to go some, do some parkour uh, with a blade, <laughs> with a blade, and decapitates, and the head lands right at the foot of Darkseid. Yes, and I'm like, holy cow! And that again, we talked. That was me, the money shot. Right me, there. And, me and Ed were like, <laughs> that's right out of a comic book. Them Darkseid on one side of the portal, them on the other, and there it is. The, the stare ju- down. The Justice League of America. Yeah, going. If you want to come here, you gotta get through. You us. gotta come through us now. Uh, Wonder and Woman, just, and and they didn't say it. It's all in that visual, which Zach is so great at. It's like there it is. The God of Evil wants Earth, but he can't get it. It's like so uh, as long as this pantheon uh, of gods are here, uh, we can't go through the tunnel. Uh, I don't want to pay this toll. <laughs> let's let's go through Staten Island. Let's go through Staten Island. <laughs> very oh, very very. We're the old way. Very One much. more about Wonder Woman is uh, I feel like we're seeing more for other abilities. Her speed was just amazing. Well, that's yeah. that's Zack Snyder as a, a guy who masters CGI in action. Yeah, man. because I mean, that, the, the way she was presented, um, she's just this great character <laughs> who 
is the as as Ed said is kind of the field commander. She's yeah, that's the she's the people person of the group. This is this is my gripe, right? Is that because we may more more than likely not see any more Zack Snyder Justice League uh, going on forward. But here we saw her as the field commander because I'm like, uh, when are we? Will we ever get to a point where we're going to see a Justice League, but in an age and age of Ultron sort of fashion, where you have Cap, he manages the field, he tells everyone what to uh, what to do. Here I'm like, well, who's like Superman? He's not exactly military leader. Batman is more of a str- uh, well, of a, stra- a strategist. Well, Ed, Ed, I've I've figured this one out many many moons ago. Okay, okay. Superman is the leader and heart. He's the philosophical mm-hmm. weight of the team. He's the one that says, "We got to do this. We 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 will go for. We will stop this war. We will we will we will defend this planet. Okay, we will go where no man has gone before. before okay, <laughs> Batman is the strategy and tactics guy. We've got you know in order to stop this, we we've got to go through here and we've got to do this. And Wonder Woman's the gen. She's the one who's like." Okay, if we're leading the troops into battle, she's the one. Yeah, she's the one. She's the one. She, she has the experience. She has Arthur, the... you go restrain him. Right, right, yeah. Not a great idea, but, but you know. But... <laughs> um, now, now, for my take, I, I thought, again, everything that they did with Wonder Woman was really good, really solid. And what was interesting to me was that you could see that the sequel, or not her, her movie that was supposed to come out of this, was going to be different than what we got. It, it's obvious that the what was supposed to happen was Wonder Woman is having some kind of issue with going home. It's reconnecting because you can see she wants, you know, it's like her, her relationship with her mother. Steppenwolf brings up her mother all the time and, and her sisters. It's all about like, my daughter is out there. I want her to come back. So it's interesting that they... they that that was the plan, but you know they didn't get a chance to do it. Next character is Ben Affleck as Batman. Now, X, your take on your take on bats in this movie? Um, I, I think it's uh, same as. I mean, I, I you know what I'm. I don't really have an opinion on Batman on this movie. Uh, it, it feels pretty much the same as all his. As as the last movie, where it, it, it didn't it didn't get any better or worse for me. Interesting. See, I, I I'm of a completely different mind, but that that's me. We'll 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 get to my take. Anna, your take on your take on bats in this movie. Since okay, since so he's a favorite of yours, I, I'm gonna go back in time a little bit and remind you all that Ben Affleck also did Daredevil. <laughs> this is true. When when he when he, he thought he would never get a chance to be Batman, it was a huge career mistake. <laughs> But uh, no, so I, I in this was, in this film, your take him, on I bats? Thought, I thought he was too much of a pretty boy to to be to be Batman. Batman is my favorite. Um, he's you know he remains to be my favorite DC character. Um, and uh, and so I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of Ben Affleck being cast. And then I saw him in Batman versus Superman, and I thought he did a great job. And I think that in Justice League, he actually embodies Batman in a way that that it was very very surprising. Um, he's, he's humble, but funny. He's smart, but you know, stupid. He's, I mean, he's, he's got all of these sort of conflicting moments that make you, make you love him even more. I think he acted really well. I think that he put on just the right weight in right places in order to pass for, you know, what Batman physically to me seems to be. Um, 
I like the sort of five o'clock shadow that he's sporting throughout the movie. Uh, rather than the clean-cut, um, you know, Chris Nolan version that we systematically see, um, I, I enjoyed everything about him. I really did. I thought Ben was was did a really really good job. And there's something in his eyes that's very sad, and something in his mm. whole demeanor that's very very like tortured and and um, kind of shifted and twisted. And and I think it was great because of what obviously he had done in Batman versus Superman, and I I really enjoyed it. Uh, Ed, you're, you're, no, you no, know, Xavier has oh, oh, oh X, X, yes. Actually, when I think about it, you know, I enjoyed him more as Bruce Wayne, the, his Bruce Wayne moments in this movie, as opposed to his Batman moments. I think that's my takeaway from his okay. character is, uh, you know, his, Bru- his portrayal of Bruce Wayne. I, I liked him better. And, and, and I would say he's, he spends maybe the majority of the film as Bruce. We see right. m- maybe that, more than that. Yeah, for me to, yeah, to like really pick on mm-hmm. like what I liked about Batman, but as Bruce Wayne, he, he was, I, I like him as Bruce Wayne. All right. Ed, your, your wait, take wait, on that. Let me just go, go ahead. It. Um, so I only saw like half of it. And I fell asleep. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. But I don't know. Is it me? Is it just me? Or did it just feel... Did it come across a little cheesy? What's that? As compared to Bruce Wayne. I'll I'll talk about why I think that is for you. I'll I'll, I'll talk about that. It felt a little like... Yeah. Uh, And I think that was... I don't think your reaction was planned, but what it was done, what that was supposed to be that way. But Ed, you and then that was my quick two cents. Okay. (laughs) Well, you know, I've always said that um, Batfleck was is and still is the perfect cinematic batman you know granted i i've i've always loved the 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 nolan trilogy but on screen ben affleck continues to be the perfect cinematic batman now that said um i love that i love the idea and it seems that zach more than anything is um is making bad affleck um the the brain, like this movie, is the brainchild of Batman. Mm-hmm. He's without Batman, this team would not be put together because that's his mission. Ed, this is, this Ed, that's his promise. Ed, are are you the Martian Manhunter? That I am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, yeah. Some you're, people you're, call me John Jones. Well, no, yes. he's he's Captain Puerto Rico. Captain Puerto Rico. <laughs> but um, he took but, the super soldier serum. But the other thing about um, that's marvelous about how he's portrayed here is now, and and prior to that, like you know, I, I we had read that, oh, you know, Batman wanted to die uh, on on this in this in this movie, um, sort of similar to the way uh, Han Solo wanted to die in 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 Star Wars, right? But here you see, for once, this he's on a suicide mission. He's ready to say, "Hey, guys." You guys got this right because I know uh-huh. you, I, I put you guys together for a reason because because I'm gonna eat it and you guys are right, the only ones know? who can take this on right and and so like that I think is very important in this movie mm. um, now uh, some of the other things that uh, that I feel that they took out they took out the jokes it's like you know him um, at the memorial getting um, like getting slammed into the car and he's like oh and he's rolling on the floor hey, whatever quick I line think they something's had. I think something's I think I'm bleeding inside or whatever. Another thing that they took out um, was the the big gun scene uh, at the memorial. No, Alfred, we need the big gun. I felt maybe you know hope you know it would have been nice if that was a part of Zach's original idea that Lois Lane. See, but was he, I, I, the big gun. I, you here's know. here's my thing about that. I think that what that was about was. 
you know, we get that scene with the Flash. Lois is the key, you know, all that nightmare mm, stuff, right. which we haven't even touched on. Yeah. But I think the point is, A, in making the theatrical cut, they had to cut that, cut it shorter. So they were just like, we're not going to get into what Lois's life is like, really, mm-hmm. which is what led up to all that. Why she was at the memorial at that time, at that date, you know, and, and mm-hmm. so on. And let's just make it that Batman brings her in and blah, blah, blah. But more importantly, that to me plays into the idea of the nightmare stuff. That was when he learned Lois was the key, was that moment. Uh, yeah. It was, this guy almost killed me. Mm-hmm. And she just came out and said a couple of words. And even in his fogged, I've just been resurrected, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, wackiness. Right. He, she was able to like, oh no, yeah, the most powerful man in the world. Yeah, no, let's just go someplace. Yeah. So that's 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 my my, my kind of my, my take on that one. But yeah, Bat. Um, you have anything else yeah, to add about Batman? Is, uh, I think I think Lois is, if I can, I think Lois is the key because he offers you an alternate ending, where you see what happens again between Batman and Superman when Lois gets killed. Because that's what Joker, that essentially that's what for they were me, the end of the about, yeah. movie is the Joker has killed Lois and now Batman and Superman are divided. Superman has gone to the side of the invaders and so the rest of the Justice League is basically fighting him. Well, we're going to get so, into that. That, by the way, for, for, for the audience, uh, we'll just refer that to the Injustice storyline. You know, that that's a, a, a storyline yeah, where... Okay. Um, it's an alternate universe version that they put out uh, uh, in con- in conjunction with the games, and it had a comic mm-hmm. and it's run for for many many years. Um, but from, one one more thing about about, about Batman. Affleck, one okay. more thing about one more Batman. thing in the in the Iceland scene um, where 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 Bruce first goes in and he's offering he he gives him the the his calling card and offers money and um, and now the theatrical cut. As Momoa like just picks him up, and he says, uh, uh, and Ben says, "Oh, the Aquaman." Here, it's something else. It's like where he actually speaks whatever language that they were speaking, and which I think is a very nice, subtle touch of Zach's. Okay. Um, that uh, that is just to me very classic. Classic um, Batman. That's classic classically Batman. Yeah. But right. now, for me, I, Ed, you hit it right on the head when you were talking about the suicide. And Anna, you hit it when you talked about his humbleness. This was a very much a continuation of his arc from BVS, mm-hmm. where yeah, yeah. I was telling mm-hmm. to uh, to, uh, to, uh, to talking to Ed about this. I said, you know what? Would you say it's fair that basically Bruce Wayne contextualizes the world through his trauma? That's kind of his bag. And in BVS, the idea was. After Superman arrives, all hell breaks loose. He's helpless in that moment. You see him going through the city. He wants to do something, but this is so big, so larger than any one man. Well, and in that superpower, right? And well, money, but uh, and also just being ornery. That, that's, that's that's why being ornery. <laughs> that man's whole thing is I just don't give up, and that's the thing. In that moment, he was transported back after the Zod attack to when he was a kid helpless unable to stop all this death and destruction around him and he focused that anger he no longer had a zod you know on the one being who was connected to all that superman he was in many ways the villain or at least the the antagonist of bvs no but you bring bring up something it's like he's helpless again just like the little boy yes in the alley but now he's batman but now he's batman and now it's like i can do something and 
It was Which, his- by the way, is something that took me to watch the movie three or four times to sort of get that sense. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, this is unbelievable. Batman and Superman are friends. He would never do this. And then it's exactly what you just said. Your sort of psychological profile of him with, you know, feeling sad and lonely and helpless and being transported back to the moment where his parents get killed and he can do nothing about it. It kind of explains it to you perfectly. And I think, again, if I may just put my little, you know, recap on it, is that it took the Zack Snyder cut to sort of make you sort of understand the Batman v Superman um, attitude, which leads them to fight because... Again, in this in the second movie, you have to see it two or three times to sort of get this 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 feeling of helplessness and loneliness um, that that motivates his whole actions in in the second. second right. Movie. Yeah. And and the thing about it is is that he he goes through what he does in BVS. It is his actions that sort of rolls the ball to a certain degree. He feels now guilt for the death of this man, and mm-hmm. there is a line. In the in the Snyder cut that I think sums it up perfectly, because he's still contextual even after that, he still contextualizes the world through his trauma, and he says something that I was like I was I was like that is great writing. He goes to one he says to Wonder Woman, I made a promise on his grave. The promise, and I was like, that is deep for Batman because that is that's the same thing with his parents. Mm-hmm. So he has taken this, he is taking this super seriously and he is super repentant for what he did in BVS, you know, and, and also and this another, was, and there's another rebirth to his, yes, to who he is, right? That's the other part is this is, I will, I'm sorry. I know there are a lot of people who are going to find this controversial, but to me, this was my Batman in this movie, mm-hmm. not in BVS as much as I liked it. That was like asshole Batman, and I hate asshole Batman. I hate when Batman's just an ass to everybody. And that's what they gave in the film. So they fulfilled that part of the character. I want 1970s, you know, Marv Wolfman, Jim Aparo, Neil Adams, Denny O'Neill Batman. And I feel that- righteousness or- He was, that's who he was here. And he was, his whole arc is- Learning to hope again. Superman is the symbol of hope, and he does inspire him mm-hmm. to be a better person, to to recommit himself to being this hero that the world needs. You know, there is that whole. He is in many. Well, Ed, 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 well, you know, like recognizing that who he is, where his place is. Yes, his superpower is just being rich, yeah. but but apart from that, like he still is able to pull these individuals together and plan and do all the rest of stuff and also be inspirational. He's not as dour as crazy. Like he's like, there's this sense of, he was on a journey to a dark path. The Zod attack pushed him even further and it took him to getting to that edge to realize I've got to pull back. I can't be asshole. Which is very different. And maybe you want to, this is a pivoting point to Aquaman, right? Because Aquaman yes. is the doubting Thomas, the one who says, this is all a bad, this is, everything is a bad idea. Right, Bruce, yeah. you're crazy. Actually, that's, actually, that's one of the, the, the name of the chapters, right? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Don't count on it, Batman. Don't count on it, Batman, right? So, so X, um, yeah, I, X, I'd like to know, how, what, overall, generally, what's your take on Aquaman as a pop culture thing? Because we all know that before Momoa came along, before Momoa. bit of a joke. Right in most right, of pop culture right. now, I, me and Ed are like we're Aquaman stands. We like know his history. We know who this guy is, how he should probably be if he's you know being adapted. So like, 
what did you think? What did you What did you think of Aquaman? Like, kind of like, say, before Momoa, and how did you like Momoa in this movie? My 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 only knowledge of Aquaman was from the Justice uh, Super Friends cartoons. You know, he could talk to <laughs> talking to and stuff like that. So I, I'm coming into Aquaman as a blank slate with the Justice League movie. And uh, I enjoyed his, uh, you know, uh, portrayal. I mean, he's very rock and roll. Mm-hmm. The way the, the way they show him here, you know, there's uh, he has like Jim Morrison moves, you know, with like walking beat. <laughs> he he's even has kind of like Jim Morrison fashion at, at, at right, certain right. points in the movie. Right. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I like this take of Aquaman. I, I I enjoy it. I actually watched Aquaman right after I watched Justice League. I felt it was appropriate to just follow it up with that movie. Like, I showed you this. Yeah, I sent Ed a screenshot the other day. I, I was watching Aquaman. <laughs> I, I enjoy that movie. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, Anna, uh, Jason Momoa. I know he's easy on the eyes, but I mean, other than that, if you can, if you can t- tear yourself away from that. It's 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 the perfect casting. I mean, beyond the fact that he's eye candy, he's perfect casting. And for me, Jason Momoa, Momoa is an excellent actor. I mean, truly, truly excellent actor. It again, think about his progression in terms of a career. This is a man who started on Stargate Atlantis. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay. Wait, I'll I'll go one better. Which, which by he, the way, was a series I loved. I he, love the whole concept of Stargate, and I love the whole concept. No, of no, Stargate. he goes There's far way back, way back before the Stargate. Before Star, before Stargate, he was already used to slow mo. I'll be ready. He was part of the Baywatch I'll cast. Be there. No, yeah. totally no. missed that. Oh, totally Anna, missed that. he was a teenage boy. Anna, look, totally look, look, look him up. He looks <laughs> not like you will go. Who is this baby Momoa? Because <laughs> baby Momoa. <laughs> no, he's totally clean shaven. The hair is super short. He's very young. He has he he really doesn't have the he weight didn't have the and scar. size. He didn't have the scar. <laughs> he's a, he's an excellent actor, and I think it's excellent um, excellent casting. Everything that he's ever been in, truly, I've enjoyed, and I've you know I'm huge Game of Thrones fan. So Khal Drogo is you know another point of reference. Um, I I I think that the whole storyline with Aquaman um, is is very fascinating to me. Um, I, I like the whole lore of it. I watched the Aquaman movie as well. I I, did, I cared for it a little less probably than X did, but I, I did enjoy it. And I think that he's brilliant in the movie. And I think he's one of those guys that you kind of need in the pack um, who y- you need to prove to him that you are what you say you are in order for him to join you. Yes. And that's kind of what, what he does in the movie. I mean, you know, you come, Batman comes, he tries to recruit him. He says no. Uh, you know, and then slowly but surely, you know, he starts to realize what's at stake. And then, you know, there's a moment where they they walk into the the, the huge cylinder there where you've got um, Steppenwolf doing his gig. And at one point he looks at her and he says, OK, I'm in. And you know that you've kind of proven to him that you're worth his time, you're worth his effort, you're worth his fight. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed him in it. Yeah. Ed, uh, you know, I, you've you've liked Momoa as yeah, Aquaman well, from, the, from the jump. Uh, f- out of all the heroes, I feel that Zach doesn't bring him, doesn't lift him up as much, right? You know, like he's the least of of of, of the bunch. Now that said, Momoa, and it's it's right in your face, you know, Volkel just throwing the trident at his feet. It's like you know, like this this is your this is this is this belongs to you. You are the king of Atlantis. So okay, fine. You get he's the reluctant king, as you call him. The reluctant king warrior. No, no, no. no. Yeah, warrior king. The 
see, Aquaman to me is not the king of the seven seas. That'll never sound good. Okay. He is the warrior king of Atlantis. The reluctant warrior king King of of Atlantis. Atlantis. Now that said, he gets first kill. So you get from reluctant uh, leader to the man who gets first kill, who who all of a sudden is like, no, I'm going to go for it, you know? Um, and, and that said, I'm like, okay, that's, that, that speaks volumes. And plus he's of the characters where, you know, it's his, um, his, his, his surrounding characters who sort of, uh, sort of kind of make him who he is also. He's got Mira, Mira who, uh, will, who comes up in the, in the, in the nightmare scene, um, which does say a little, little bit something that, you know, that he's fated for something. Um, maybe again, he's maybe. not faded because we I know. know we know that that was never. No, come on, it's yeah, like, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm but, certain of that. Uh, but um, for me, the thing about it, um, Momoa is great casting. He was had a very he brought something to the table here, which, as you said, was sort of like the hand solars, kind of like mm. I'm the rogue guy. I don't want to join bad up with idea. this. This is a bad, bad idea. idea. He's you know he's questioning, but also. And I think he's the best example of this. One of the things I really enjoyed about this movie was they, you know, they didn't go the Avengers route of everyone's at each other's throat. Mm. Now, they gave you Superman versus everybody else to fill that void. They were like, we're going to have the heroes fight. Don't worry about it. It's going to be awesome. But at no point were these guys like, I hate you. You don't know what you're talking about. There was some conflict, but for the most part, they gelled as a team really good. And the fact that the rogue was the one who was as gelled as anybody else that he shows up as like, Hey, Alfred, this place is awesome, man. All right. You know, this is, this is, this is great. Um, I really, I really enjoyed that. And he is so entertaining. He's so charismatic. He doesn't need that much. And then where they le- like what I, one of the things I think that uh, him and wonder woman don't necessarily have gigantic arcs is because I think it was supposed to carry over after Justice League, that there was supposed to be okay. Here's here's some other stuff that's gonna that that's they don't need to have as that much development, but they still use them, you know, incredibly incredibly well. Um, who would have guessed, in all honesty, that Aquaman as a character would be this badass and this beloved mm-hmm. uh, by the audience? Because you know his movie made a billion dollars. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> by the way, there. <laughs> I said this to, to to Miguel yesterday in our in our in our kind of like a pre chatter for the show. There are two different all rides. Like the first all ride we get is all right, and then when he sees Superman, it's all right. <laughs> by, by by the way, X, I thought you said you didn't have a Momoa. I don't know. They just came out of me. They just came out of me. It's just it's just it's just natural. You speak of Momoa. Now, you know, the, oh, a character that had to be introduced in this film almost whole cloth was cyborg and there's a whole bunch of stuff you know behind the scenes uh in regards to that again i don't want to get into it but in all honesty it is that's the most night and day difference in the theatrical in this cut absolutely and also critical to the to the plot of the movie yeah Yeah. it's he's central to the story he's central to themes he's central to relationships to other characters what it means to be a hero you know what i mean and the performance is really good like fisher is putting a lot of thought into his movement you can see like how how cyborg reacts to things how he is mostly monotone and cold 
up until his dad dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That you know, and and by God, let's let's uh, let's give a hand to to, to Joe it. Morton who sacrificed his life again for again, the human race. Uh, yeah. Mr. Morton, don't don't mess with cybernetics. If you want to live, don't build any more killer robots. <laughs> Cyberdyne. Yeah. Well, well, Ed, he was working with the AllSpark. We have to remember he was working with the AllSpark. How can I forget? My wife keeps referring to them as AllSpark. Okay, so now, and now, X, um, uh, were you ever, were you all that familiar with Cyborg as a character before? And what did you think about him in the movie? I, I was not uh, familiar with Cyborg. He was uh, excellent in the movie. Actually, that's what made the movie better for me is the inclusion of his character more so than the original theatrical version. Uh, you got more cyborg in this one. I love his interaction between him and his parents, uh, you know, uh, with his mom, uh, and then his dad afterwards. And, um, yeah, I, I, I love his character. It's, I wish we could, we could get more of that. Uh, Anna, your, 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 your take on cyborg. In the movie. So, so here's the thing. So the girls, after they saw the first movie, the, the little one again, she's like, what's that robot guy? Like, what was he good for? Like, I don't get it. Like, what was his point? What was his role? And I was like, well, you know, and that was the, that, that's kind of what you come out of the, with the first movie going. All right. So he's in it for the equivalent of 10 minutes. You get nothing about it as it is. He's not one of the huge DC characters. At least I didn't know of him at all. Um, you know, so I, I was hard pressed to answer her question. And then in the second cut, in the, the, the director's cut, it's it's just beautiful. The whole relationship, the way it's you know developed, you know, you see the, the, the story with his mom, how he ends up what he is. My God, helping the waitress out at the at the uh, at the bank uh, when she goes out to take money—it's just—it's just brilliant. I mean, there's so so yeah, he's cold, but he's cold because he looks like a freak, and so you know you, you're very very very—it's very in your face about how people get treated when they don't look a certain way. And he's got a double whammy—he's black and he's a robot. So I mean, you know, you 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 you're getting a very very solid message about what the world of today. Um, treats certain people and and behind this exterior which is cold and calculated and sort of you know he's, he's a tech genius you know he sits there basically controlling any you know <laughs> nuclear code that you could possibly muster he he, he gives money to a waitress i it's it's beautiful yeah. he was and- he was great every single moment that they developed in the in the the director's cut with the the character i think made the movie and i think that um, it's the relationship that's also developed between him and the Flash. Um, because, you know, Wonder Woman, we kind of all know, and Aquaman, and obviously, you know, Superman and Batman are like huge characters. But we know very little, or we see very little of the Flash. We see very little of the cyborg. And so I, I think the relationship between the two of them kind of solidifies what the whole team is all about. And it, it was brilliant. Yeah, very well. Uh, Ed, you stole Ed's thunder there because th- what you pointed about the waitress, that was, that for Ed was Yeah, that, that was, was huge the for me. That is, you know, like out of all the characters, that was the pinnacle moment where it's like, oh no, this is what it means. I mean, what does it mean to be a hero? I mean, this is what it means to have compassion, to have a yeah. good heart, to want to to, to have um, um, a goodwill on, upon others. And and granted, like the cyborg was just one of those combo characters, you know, growing up, growing up in the 80s. Cyborg was from Teen Titans. And then, you know, I spent God knows how many hours just uh going through this little compendium called Who's Who, DC's Who's Who, and just reading about the background where 
it's a story between him and his father. It's him. It's always been a story with him and his father. Yes, Silas is always Silas there somewhere. Is always there somewhere. Why is that? Because without his father, there would be no cyborg, right? And here you actually get the origin story, but you tie it in with the whole mother box uh, lore into it, right? And that's just fantastic. So, and then not only from the theatrical cut, you go, oh, he's a child of of the mother box, but then that, that really doesn't tell me anything. Here, from that technology, you've uh, Silas Stone has created uh, this being who can pretty much control anything uh, in the modern world, right? Uh, from your from from finances, economics to nuclear codes, like like you were saying, uh, to um, whatever anything hardware, from, the, hardware, can, you know, you know? tanks, planes, as and, you saw what he did with the bat crawler. But and because of that, because of that one act of of altruism. He becomes central to me, the heart. And I've already heard like on social media that Victor Stone is the heart of the team. You know, the way that, uh, I don't know, uh, who would you say is the heart of the Avengers? Hawkeye, maybe? I, we I don't, 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 don't get me don't get me started okay, don't get so, me started okay. but okay now okay. i i will i will say i will I, should, I will say that uh totally agree with you that that moment with with the waitress was amazing they echoed you now what's funny is is that i think that in the in those lines in the in the script with silas's words towards him the echoing a lot of the themes of jonathan kent from yes, man of steel yes. it's not just about what you can do it's about what you're not going to do. Yep. It's about the power to mm -hmm. not give in to, you know, all the things that you could do. And honestly, you know, as a cyborg and you know, knowing about cyborg for a long time, the presentation here, in my opinion, raised that character that really made people, if you have were never exposed to this character, you would go like, you get, uh, Xavier, you, you know, as a super, as a super friends guy. You know, Cyborg was on the uh, uh, Superpowers, uh, 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 one of the later seasons of, of Super Friends, which was the Superpowers. And, okay, he's a cyborg there, and, you know, he's a guy with bionic parts. Here, they expand that. If you've never seen Cyborg before, you go, oh, my God, this guy is incredibly powerful, incredibly yeah. dangerous, but it's not just and that, very though. formidable. The, the, and I'll bring in the Lord of the Rings aspect of it, which is basically he's a guy who's able to throw the ring into, into Mount Doom. Right, but he's the most important. Like they can't yeah. do this without him being able to go into the mother because box. he's offered. Hey, you know, you can have the perfect family. Um, you're broken, Victor. And then what does he say? I'm not. I'm broken. not broken. I'm not broken. You know, and which was as much about his own feelings as anything else. Yeah, yeah. He did. He was. He felt scarred and broken, and it was. He comes to that realization again. A full arc. A full arc, which was completely missing. From the previous yep, movie. Yep. Um, you know, uh, we got Flash. Moving on to the Superman of this movie, Flash. The Superman. <laughs> um, uh, Xavier, the of course, of, 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 of course, of course, um, Flash has been getting a lot of spotlight the last few years. He's had his own, you know, series. Um, he's a somewhat known quantity in pop culture. And, you know, now we have the, this new version of Ezra Miller that they, you know, first saw him in BVS. So... Your take on on Miller's uh, take of the Flash in this? Um, the, the moment I really loved the Flash in this movie was in the end when he said, "Dad, whatever happens, I want you to know your kid was one of them, Dad, one of the best." Oh yes, and that that scene really choked me up. 
like more than anything. Like I haven't had that kind of uh, reaction to a movie where it really wanted me to like you know cry. Uh, that and the 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 when Silas um, sacrifice himself, sacrifice it. Yeah, that the, those two scenes really made the movie for me. I would I, I would say, but uh, I, I like the comedic aspect of Flash as well as you, you know his uh, his uh, his love for his father. I mean, this this whole movie is really about you know um, family. You know, like there's a lot of parental kids, stuff you know? in this. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. You have Wonder Woman and her mother, which is obviously right. a thing. <coughs> um, obviously, uh, Silas and uh, Cyborg. Right. <coughs> Aquaman has his whole thing um, with, the, with his <laughs> Excuse mom. me. You want some water? <coughs> I was actually drinking. That's why I'm joking. <laughs> okay, we, we, we may. All right. I'm going to do, do a cut. <coughs> edit, edit, edit. Edit 108.33. Okay. And then Barry and his dad. And Barry and his dad. Um, and then, of course, you know. It Martha. Even ends, Can't forget Martha. And it, yo, well, it actually does end with Martian, Martian Manhunter saying, your parents would be proud of you, Bruce. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, a lot of family stuff. And, uh, wow, did, 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 did they, they use that stuff with the father and Barry really, really well. Yeah, uh, Anna, your 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 take on uh, Ezra Miller in this movie as the Flash? I, I I think I think he's the element of uh, of uh, youth and uh, hope and naivete. He he's obviously not. I mean, despite all of the horrible things that he has been through, he is not. He's not dark. Yes. All of the other people you feel are you know have been a bit chewed up by life and spit back out, and he's been chewed up by life and he's spit back out, but he hasn't changed. And he kind of brings this sort of like youthfulness and hope and 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 sort of naivete that you kind of need um, to the team to sort of lift up the spirits when all the rest of them are are kind of down on themselves. I find I like it hysterical that. that the fastest man in the world is repeated repeatedly late for everything that he has to do. <laughs> well, well, well Anna, Anna, home. that actually is that's a holdover from the comics. Yeah. Barry was a guy who used to flake out and be late. He gets his powers, and now in a sort of Superman Clark Kent thing, he he plays it up. He plays it up. He yeah. plays it up and make ah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, the, the moment the moment where, for example, they're talking to Chief Gordon on the on the rooftop, and you've got all of the guys there, and all of a sudden everybody disappears, and the man who systematically disappears is still left behind. I found that fantastic. This is a brilliant, know, well, brilliant, and a great and and a line that was in the theatrical cut that worked there. And works even better here. Yeah. 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 Ed, you're, Absolutely. You're, Ed, uh, I think, I think he stole the movie in terms of acting in many, many ways. Yes. Um, I he's think a scene he stealer. stole the movie in terms of importance in many, many, many ways. Um, I don't understand why the Warner Brothers did not want his scene. I don't understand why he, that they would oppose that. It's just silliness. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's very cute and he's, he's, he's lovable and he's, he's kind and he's sweet and he's hope and he's, He's all of the things that you kind of need to have around you when 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 everything around you is crumbling and crushing and falling apart. It's comic relief. So so um, you know one of the uh, apt uh, observations that my wife makes from watching this is like, oh, they really they make him out like Peter Parker in this one. 
right? They do a little bit, right? They? You know, because he's the youngest one. He's uh, he's the most he's naive one. He's also the one. Now here you see him, um, you know, get little battle uh, um, battle injuries. You know, I'm like, wow, that's just that's just really amazing. And um, so you see the 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 um, the vulnerability uh, beneath that suit that he wears, right? And the powers and whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, him being, uh, having that super, that Spider-Man, um, esque quality about him. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, well, not just that. Okay. Now something. I mean, I need friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, we comic book nerds say is that, you know, especially with the Avengers movies that, you know, and I, I, I must've said that, said this before that, oh, you know, Tony Stark, um, he knights Spider-Man. And I once said to Miguel, I'm like, did he just become like a, like a, maybe like a, a Sir Percival uh, or Gal, 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 Gal Percival, 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 right? For Percival. The one, the one who actually finds the grail, right? The chosen, the true chosen one. And in the DC universe, the Flash is actually the savior of, uh, uh, at one point within, within DC history. Ed, are you saying that Flash... <clears throat> That he saved every one of us, every man, every woman, every child. Pretty much. With a mighty flash. Dum, 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 flash. He's just a man, Ed. <laughs> He's just a man, Ed, with a man's Go courage. Flash. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, here, they gave him the Superman Donner uh, uh, um, uh, Donna movie ending, right? Which is he travels through time. I was freaking out. I, I, I was the same way. I'm like, oh my god, are what? we gonna Donner Superman this? And they did. And what? And this is how you know that you know when you're following this Superman Donner um, uh, uh, model, right? Which a lot of comic book movies try to do. Here, Zach just goes hog wild. Not just with 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 one character, but two characters. But they have Superman in this, right? You know, literally, literally. <laughs> um, and they actually do that, and and so and that leads into a bunch of other things. Like, well, you know, oh my God, they 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 want to bleed into the whole Flashpoint stuff, which which hopefully it it, it still contains that Snyderverse. Um, now, I've heard that um, I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast called Fat Man Beyond, where uh, one of the guys is kind of critical on, on, on not only on the movie, but also the, on, on the flash scene specifically with when he saves, um, the girl, Iris, Iris West, who is yeah, actually what, the what, romantic. What's, what's, what's the name of that guy? Mark, whatever. Uh, Mark something, something. Mark, yeah. I don't yeah. know where Mark was going on that you know? one because that was such a beautiful scene. Yeah, but it's like, you know, because he says that tells me nothing about the character. I'm like, hello, that is everything about the character. Uh, Iris West uh, ends up being Flash's. Um, the woman that he uh, ba- saves Barry's, is supposed to be his his lowest lane. His lowest lane, right? Um, and in that particular scene, that gives you everything that this is he how is. they meet. This is uh, yes, again setting the foundation with that character. I, what I love well, about, but, but it tells you everything about him too, yeah. in the sense that when when you look at Flash, when you look at the other superheroes, you know there's muscles all over the place. There's muscles popping out of places you didn't even know have muscles. And then you look at Flash, and he gets the shit kicked out of him by Superman. Oh. And you realize that the reason why the Flash never gets touched or never gets hurt is because it's really hard to catch him. He's not like the super muscly guy that's going to punch you back in your face. 
he's there for speed and for other things. And that's what the scene with the girl saving the, uh, what's her name? Saving the girl Iris, yeah. Iris, does. Yeah. He doesn't have the strength to like take the car and throw it away. He doesn't have the, even he's the strength work to catch her in got. his arms yeah. and like protect her. He's got the strength to get all this shit out of the way for her to land clearly. And it's, it's brilliant. It's what, what speed is good for. Like when you don't have, you know, raw physical strength, what do you use your speed for? Best comedic scene, in my opinion, of the whole entire movie, okay, uh, during the, the, the memorial fight. Uh, Flash is rushing towards Superman. Yeah, and he's uh, just kind of Arthur's looking at on the other end, and he just yeah. like he's just he just sort of moves out of the way. Flash crashes crashes right into Aquaman, and then once everything when the dust settles, Aquaman looks at looks at the Barry finger. with the finger. That's all. <laughs> the finger. He's like, uh, okay, I, 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 you know, you you guys have covered everything. The one thing I I do want to talk about Flash is that scene because this again is a case of. That was a moment in the theatrical cut that was amazing. They're they're confronting Superman. Flash says, "Let me get in on this and try and help the help out." And he's like, "Okay, let me." Flash is a, probably he probably was in like a light jog. He's probably like, yeah. "Okay, let me let me go over and just like kind of see what's happening." And then Superman, because he's effing Superman, is like, "Oh no, <laughs> you're not you're not sneaking up on me, son," and. It was a good scene in the theatrical version. It was. It was here. They raised it to a whole other level with how that fight went and the reaction. I, I'm going to say this as a martial arts guy. Okay, Miller's Flash seems like a Tai Chi guy. Like he does well, these he movements. Is a tai Chi he, guy. Does the, he does the yoga. Else, like, <laughs> exactly. He does all going, this you know. stuff, but no, specifically, even in the way that that scene was the the fight choreography was he is trying to get out of the way of superman the way he positions ah, yeah, his yeah, body yeah, 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 yeah. all yeah. of the stuff i'm going like oh the, the snyder's team worked on some tai chi stuff here or miller did or some combination of them and it is just such it's one of the great moments in the film that i didn't think could be topped until it's like hey let's donner superman this barry is going to run backwards through time to reverse this situation just i i i, I honestly couldn't be be happier and and i'm someone who kind of wishes barry allen as a character was actually older and maybe a little more tamped down that's my preference for the character but miller in as anna said as the as the hopeful as the bright as the spider-man type he just nails it is it's it's he's just it's it's on last character obviously is uh superman and as X will probably say, he's he's right. He's he's not in this a whole lot, and yet the movie, in a way, revolves around his presence, his very existence. Now, X, uh, so your your take on what they what they were able to accomplish with Superman? Um, I don't know. It's really hard to say because um, the Superman moment was when. Uh, Stefan Wolf was about to chop uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> yes, the cyborg while he was uh, trying to control the mother box, and then he and then it just I was like, oh, that, I mean that that was really the only great Superman moment for me. Um, oh come on! I, to be honest, I haven't really thought about it that much. The the 
Superman. Well, in you'll this have movie. X. X. You'll just have to watch it a couple another, of more times. Another, yeah, another. maybe I have to digest it like eight. More you'll just times. have to see it one more. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that we're putting this burden on you, but you know that's just what you're gonna have to do. Miguel goes. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're having a conversation, and then out of nowhere, he's like, "You're gonna make me watch it again, aren't you?" I'm like, "I. Uh, you're gonna make me watch it again, aren't you?" I'm like. Fine, go watch it again. I was like, okay, if you're twisting pull my, my arm. Pull my arm. You're like, yeah, twist my arm. <laughs> uh, Anna, um, uh, your, can, your can, take I, can I have my candy eye moment now? Yes. Oh, uh, it's Henry. Dude, we know. Superman in pajama pants. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> With a nice furry chest. It shows manliness. That manliness, my musky, God. Musklies all over the place. Yeah, seriously. What is up with Cavill's back? That Dude, is not normal. I'm, I'm loving the fact that for a, for a change, you know, you're not seeing like these perfectly like you know waxed torsos. I, I he's beautiful. He well, you know, you know, uh, Jen says this. She's like, you know, because she she doesn't really care for Henry Cavill because you know it's like, well, he's he thinks he's all that, you know. But uh, when he was just sort of bare chested, she just kept describing him in, yeah. in disgust, oh, yeah, like. The glistening hair and no, the but it's it's muscles. one of those moments where you know my husband's <laughs> sitting next to me when he's gonna watch this is gonna be like I, I love you, honey. You're beautiful. You're the love of my life. But look, Superman. Eye candy. <laughs> because I mean, I look at him and I go, yeah, the the glass, the the, the bare glistening hair. Don't, don't look him in the eye. Ed. Don't look him in the eye. Don't look yeah. him in the no, eye. I mean, seriously. If, if I mean, all, all kidding aside, though, if you think about it, like you've got this sort of vision of what beautiful is, and Hollywood is very good about making everybody sort of fit into this mold. And here you have a very good-looking man with a, like a super hairy chest, something that I don't think you've seen in the movies since like the Austin 60s, Powers. maybe. <laughs> Austin Powers. There you go. Exactly. And there they're playing how they play it up is, is obviously no, the I, humor. I, I think I, I think Superman. Um, I, I liked seeing I liked seeing the Pet Cemetery version of him. I really did. He's yes. always just it, as, it's enjoyable. Just you know, as, he's always the good guy. He's always the one who fights for justice. And then here you have someone who's completely confused about who he is and where he comes from, and not even his name Kalel rings any kind of. Truth well, 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 Anna. You know what that was about was that it, uh, essentially this is early in everyone's relationship, and Wonder Woman doesn't know about Superman as much as she should. Mm -hmm. So she gets the she gets the the lasso around him, and she says, <clears throat> "Know who you are, Kal El, last son of Krypton." And he's not. He's Clark Kent. He was raised yeah. by the yeah. Kent. Yeah. That's who he thinks Absolutely. of himself as. <laughs> so that's why you know that just that just that's was not going to work. work. Absolutely. Um, I love obviously the moment where he joins the fight and you know he stops um, Steppenwolf from killing Cyborg is is an awesome moment. Uh, I love you know the sort of you know moving back and forth and the eyes and everything about Superman obviously is super. Um, but again, I think that they used him really really properly because it's a it's an invisible character that you feel the tension, the existence, the the possibility of him coming back throughout the whole movie, even before the boxes are you know sort of. Uh, you figure out that the boxes have this this capacity of bringing things, bringing life back to 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 things that are dead. Even before that, you know, the last scene in B, B versus BVS, you, you you see the 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 um, coffin, and you see the 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 earth kind of falling on the coffin, and then just slightly for like two seconds, it raises and then it falls again. And so you know that Superman's not dead. And so this the whole Justice League movie. You're just waiting for which part of the scenario is going to make it happen that he comes back. And when he does, he comes back in full power, full strength, 
Beautiful torso, fantastic pajama pants. <laughs> torso, you know, whoever made that here. costume for you, you know, thank you very much. And, and, very Anna, I, I think you should start some sort of torso review site. <laughs> just, just torso. I, I wish no, they got into more of a discussion why he wore the black suit. The reason I, why I he was going to bring that up. Suit. I was going to bring yeah. that up. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ed, so okay. bring it up yourself. So, so yeah, I mean, it's like um, um, I think Anna, you asked me like why, wh- what was the deal with the black suit? I sa- I simply said this. It's like from the comic books, it's his resurrection suit, right? You know, um, but it w- it is a very sort of uh, odd choice for Zach to keep him throughout the entire, even down to the. The right last scene, the crib, yeah, the last not scene to where, have him classically right. in the red and blue, and he's, yeah. and he's still in the in in the in the silver and black. You know, um, I, I'm not quite sure. I like, I do I like? I, I don't. Either way, he's still in, Superman. In, in really, the theater really release, material. by the way, he starts out using uh, wearing the black suit and it changes color to black. A blue no, and red. theatrical, he's straight up like just uh, actually a, a a brighter version of the red, blue, and yellow. The, so it, it, in the theatrical version, he does have. Uh, you know the sort of conversion moment, if you will. But in the Zack Snyder release, he's in black throughout. I mean, throughout. he's in black all the way till, up until the end. Throughout. He's in black all the way, you know, even through the alternate ending scenes. Right. And well, uh, actually, no, actually, Anna. Here's the thing: the nightmare scene, scenario. Watch it again. When he lands, he's yeah. in the blue, he, and he's in the blue. He's, he's in the blue, he's in yeah. blue and red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So which oh, really? tells you, which, well, which again says something about the future, perhaps. Now, um, no, well, and, well, anything that, else? Ed? Well, yeah. I mean, that said, it's like. Um, it just goes to show you because of the nightmare scene that the nightmare scene is something that seem that, that appears to be kind of significant, right? You know, like in that Batman's concerns from BVS might have might some validity, actually have some validity here, you know, like, uh, like, so that's still something to be reckoned with something that you have to have caution with. Right. I, well, I will also say, however, that also everyone is also seems to also be blaming Batman for Lois's death. Yeah. I'm so like, they're kind of saying like, wait a minute, you try the last time this didn't work out. Now you're pissing him off again. <laughs> what did you expect, Bruce? <laughs> uh, but no, no, no. Um, um, but there's oh, one more particular thing um, that kind of slips in my, my mind, but, I, but it, it's tied into what you were saying about, uh, about what we were, how we're getting Superman here. But anyway, uh, you go on, you go on. Okay. For my take is I always thought that the way to go here, was that okay? They they did the death and they they obviously in BVS it's like oh we're doing the death of Superman. Um, this is the resurrection portion, and I always said I said you know what Superman has a very big arc in the Snyderverse films, from where he starts out in Man of Steel to having to reveal himself to the world. All right, then BVS having to deal with what the implications of that are ultimately sacrificing his life in the process. And it's like a lot of people are like, well, he's not the Superman I wanted. He's not, he should be more like this. And it's like all of that, he had to be developed. And by the time when he comes back to life and his, his mind's cleared again, he's not like what we met him in Man of Steel. He is, he exudes much more confidence. It's like dying was very good for this guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> dying was good for him. Dying becomes you. Dying, it, what, he, he sort of like, uh, okay, what else is there to fear in life after that? So he comes back. He's totally embracing his, 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 his role now. Um, you know, reconnects with Lois, reconnects with his mother. 
and then shows up and again, Xavier, that moment that you love so much, again, he wouldn't have said that before, unimpressed. He's so confident, so the Superman I want to see. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's, a, he's a presence throughout. He's, Henry is just so goddamn charming. That moment where he meets Alfred. Oh, yeah. And he goes, Master Kent. And Henry just does this little like, well, that's a little odd shrug <laughs> that is so disarming, so charming, so Superman. I mean, I love it. And then, you know, I'm Superman to me is Goku. <laughs> I'm staring right at you, John. John's like, you're speaking my language. <laughs> he's he's Goku. He is this, you know, as much as people love him for his morality, and I love Superman for his morality and the idealism, all that stuff. Guys, if you don't give me the Superman power that he is a titan in human form, you're missing something. And lordy, lordy, when he comes in, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Superman. There's a reason why he is who he is. He's the character who he is. Well, I felt really uncomfortable. (laughs) No, no, no. this is true. This is true. So he's pounding on Steppenwolf. And at some point I go, oh, Stop! You get please make it stop. He's dead already. Yeah, he's dead already. You uh, and it was kind of like a, the savagery that was coming out of Superman's. Like I am tired of dying. <laughs> right. I'm tired of evil. I'm tired of dying. And th- this is something conversation that I had with Miguel because Superman. Um. You know, as we know, he's the Messiah in this, right? But you had a very interesting take on this. <laughs> Well, my okay. Uh, a, a, I would, Messiah, I would love Messiah to get story. I would love to get X's X's take on this because Superman has always been. He is the sci-fi Hercules Messiah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and in my point of view, has always been well. He's the first. He <clears> sort of ushers in everything else. And in a way, the Justice League are his disciples. But this story is a reverse resurrection Jesus thing because it's as if the, the it's the, the Messiah disciples. needs to be raised by his disciples mm-hmm. to come back. They kind of force the second coming because they're like they're like hey, we we just need you yeah. we just need you so you know we're gonna um and he is like you know they make a very big. They gamble a lot of screen time of people talking about this character, even though he's not present. And as Anna said, making it like, no, he's he's very important, even if you're not seeing him. And he's important to almost every character, I would say maybe not so much Aquaman, but obviously Wonder Woman, Flash, and Batman. They are all very invested in the idea of Superman and who he and what he is. And my God, they, they just it made me go, it really... It made me love MOS and BVS all that more just because Henry, there's so much potential. He could really, he really does this character justice. And now, especially Superman, who's, I got my mojo back. I'm back alive. Ma's got her, you know, like I would, I would die almost to see where they would go with that version of the character with Henry playing him. Now that he's kind of like set up as a very classic kind of, uh, kind of Superman. Uh, wrapping this all up. Um, nightmare? I don't know if we want to get into all the nightmare <laughs> stuff right now. I, that is a whole other thing. But I will say this as sort of a closing thing and get everyone else's take on it. 
I think that the way this movie ended, as I said, it was solid from beginning to end. Everyone has a good arc. Everything is tight. And then when the film ends, you really see the foundation that has been laid. That had they gone forward with this, gave them, would have given Warner Brothers so much. Let's just go off with the spinoff opportunities. Um, obviously, you know, uh, Aquaman ends up going, he says, I got to go home to see, to, to, to see my father. There's the, your spinoff there. Wonder Woman has some sort of arc that was uh, probably going to be about more about the, the island and her mother. Flash is set up for his film to be, you know, I'm going to go forward and, you know, uh, try and, you know, clear my, clear my father. Um, Superman and Lois are set up with the whole, like, we're in a relationship. Uh, Anna, did you notice the pregnancies test? In, yes. In Lois's, uh, you know, drawer there. And so it's like there was something going there. Batman says, congratulations. Why does and he say that? He says that when they go to the farm at the end. And he says, oh, oh by the okay, way, okay. congratulations. Right. And you don't know what that means? I Did thought, they get married? Is it the engagement? I thought it was the engagement. Right, yeah, but it could also be, hey, she's got a bun in the oven. Right. I don't know. And we've seen but Batman I mean, do pull, right? pull we, um, we, all, we all know that Superman gives up his powers in the 80s in order to get Lois pregnant, <laughs> and then he comes back. Uh, we've all seen that movie, too, so. Uh, and, then we, you, and then you've got, okay, uh, Darkseid is all like, oh, hey, uh, I'm going to go on an invasion of Earth, but I'm going to take the long way. There's a new gods in your spinoff there. There is, it was very much this solid foundation that could have gone off into multiple areas. And I do not for the life of me get how they decided, let's just pull the plug on all of this and screw up all of our scheduling, screw up, you know, all, all of for, those things for, were in the pipeline. All for bonuses, all for executive bonuses, you know. Yeah, and, and, and it's like all of this stuff could only have been to the benefit of this franchise because again there's no way you come out of that movie going I don't want to see where this is going you finish that movie and even though it's a weird retroactive thing because I know where it went because you know of, because of the nature but at the end of it I was like man I wish I could have seen what that story would have been developed from this what that story would have been developed from this um, amazingly I, I amazing solid it, I, I think it's. It, I don't. I. I. I really. I would like to to follow up on what you just said and sort of you know if, truly ask this question of the of of the Hollywood executives. You know, you have movies like the Batman trilogy by Nolan, which was brilliant. You've got Logan, which was this really serious superhero film, which which kind of put a whole new spin on what you can do to superheroes. You've got the Joker. He fucking won an Oscar nomination for this role, okay? Like, and made much it. more serious. And you, made a lot and, of money, too. It wasn't just an just art house bring, hit. Yeah, it made exactly. money. So all, all of these things are just bringing prestige and, and showing you that this whole superhero-verse that, that everybody, you know, loves and that, that have these characters. Superman's been around since the 1930s. I mean, you know, he's close to 100 years old right about now, right? In about Getting 10 peace. years, he'll be 100 yeah. years old. Nine, so, well, more, oh, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the motivation of tempering down superhero movies when for the past 25, 30 years now, we've systematically had releases every single year that not only have done really, really well, but that have been artistically important, cinematography important, music important, uh, you know, it, the writing in some of these movies is just phenomenal. The acting is phenomenal. And they're I, I entertaining. Don't you know, I don't they understand just, the motivation. Yeah. You've, you've got all the elements necessary to make money 
and make good movies and keep people happy. And yet they saw this and, and on some level just got out of there. I don't know what that, that the explanation could be for that in all honesty. Cause that was like, I ended it and I was going like, why would they not continue this? Why would they allow a, a version that was so butchered and of a, such a lesser quality of by, by, by pretty large magnitudes, you know? You don't come out of the theatrical, you know, film feeling one way or the other about a lot of the characters, and you come out of this version in love with some of them. Absolutely going like, I want to see The Flash. I want to see what well, they're going to do yeah. with Henry as Superman. I want. I wish I could have had more Batfleck, you know? It, it would be another discussion to talk about the hate, the yes. haters. And again, legions of people who do not like this release of this non-theatrical movie. Okay, it's, who we're never going to give it its day in court, and I'm yeah. sorry, I, I I'm going to address some people from the online community that I'm part of Superhero Hype. I am sorry, a lot of you just you had your knives out for this all going all the way back to 2013. You were never going to give this its fair share, and I'm seeing what some of you guys are saying about this release, and it's like, I I don't again, I don't ask you to like it. I don't ask you to like it. You don't have to like it just because I liked it. But when you say that it was the worst, it was trash, it was this, oh, it was only marginally better or whatever than, than, than the theatrical release and that was crap anyway, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, guys, can you at least see that this was tightly written, that there was a payoff for every arc, that it was fun. It was everything that they had complained about, the Snyder films. It was lighter and funnier and full of more hope and more idealism. And everyone got their fair day, their fair share. Everyone got a, a, a spotlight. No one, it wasn't just Batman and friends. It was all of these characters. And for the life of me, I will never understand how they could have seen even a small amount of this but and that, said, that is not a, Zach, we, uh, we're sorry, we're going in a different direction. Yeah, But that is a stressful, stressful point is that, you know, uh, it's not the movie that's going to unify us all, you know, and there would never be one, right? You know, I mean. But, but watch, I mean, honestly, I, I have a problem with that because we have this tendency nowadays to want for everybody to like the same thing. And, and my argument would be that not everybody is always going to like the same thing. Even movies that are, you know, critically acclaimed as some of the best movies of all time do not receive the same reviews from 10 different people, do not receive the same love, do not receive the same acclamations. My, my argument would be that, you know, what a wonderful world we live in where we could have these kinds of trolls and comments and yet at the same time have people that still love it and be able to accommodate both. Like, why should it be either or? Why does it have to be that the trolls have to win over the fans? Why couldn't it be that the trolls have the right to express themselves and that the fans have the right to, rec to claim um, not only the right, but also the privilege to, to see other movies and other films that are made in this way? It, you know, I'm, I, I don't have, they don't have to agree with me. They don't have to like right. it. I don't have to agree with them. I don't have to like what they like. But what a wonderful world we live in where we could have the possibility to exist each and to each have things that we watch. I, I, again, like you said, you don't have to like it. My issue is always going to be the over-the-top hyperbolic kind of like, and then when asked, "Are do you really mean that? Do you really mean this was the worst thing you have ever seen? It was a trap. It had no value. And, and they doubled down on it. I go, 
I don't know how I can have a conversation because I don't, I honestly, but, but and don't. again. You're not supposed to. That's the whole thing. Like the conversation ends there and that's fine. Keep your comments to yourself or write them on the net I, if you need to. And that's to. the thing. But let me have let me have my moments of joy, my moments that have but made see, me happy. Anna, they, they, Anna they, they, the, the key here is this, however. Because of the online world being mistaken by so many people in the modern era as being real, and it's not. It's a collection of opinions that is actually a smaller sample but, size than you had. No, no, yeah. let me finish here. Okay, go ahead. Let me finish here. And it is this. They fan reaction played into what the executives did. The executives heard the strum and drang that was online, the, the, the knife fights. I was a part of them rhetorically. And they were like, no, it's obvious everyone hates this to the nth degree that we're going to scrap it completely. The fan reaction, the conversations the fans had contributed to that this happened at all but this is the irony isn't it this Maybe. is a product of also the fan um, reaction and also now that's fan reaction by yeah. the way there's nothing nothing is coming to an end okay now the hashtag trending is restore the, the Snyderverse. Snyderverse and you know restore I'm feeling the- <laughs> I'm feeling about that right now the same way I felt about the, the, the Snyder cut so everyone crossed their fingers because the last time I felt like this I was proven wrong <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I I think it's a little too much but yeah I I you know who knows where where we're going to be. Um this has been a lot of fun. Uh It's not I, over. Uh it's, it's not so, over. It's not over. <laughs> <laughs> um I thanks to our guests uh Anna and XX. Thank you so much Anna. Thank you for coming by. This was a great convo. Um Thanks for having me. Um, Thank you. I, you know, I hope I, I hope we didn't bore you or go too far. Uh, what, what am I saying? You guys love this because you get to indulge in this. With <laughs> talk to some other adults this about this madness. Crap. You, now, you know, one thing I take out of this movie is I care more for Stefan Wolf as a villain, also than I did with the original theatrical version. Oh uh, yes, I, I, yeah. The, there was. I mean, that's another episode for you guys to probably indulge in, but. <laughs> You know, I, I I I got a sense of who he is as a as a character more. Also, uh, you know, uh, he you you there was a, almost a smidge of sympathy there. Yes, at times. yes. Like definitely. I said, you know, I told I was saying, please stop, Superman. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This guy just wanted and, to and, go and, home. And he, he looked a thousand <laughs> times better in this version than he did in the theatrical version. Also. Well, you know, that's your that's that Snyder magic of like I know how to I know how to work this stuff, you know, to the nth degree. Um, yeah. I again, was hoping for a bloopers version, you know, where you see Steppenwolf playing Steppenwolf. Oh God, that's a <laughs> that's a John joke you just did. You just did a John joke. You don't know what yeah. I. You will find. Well, well, now that we're not, now that we're breaking into uh, late 1960s rock, um, I think it's time to end the show. Uh, as always, uh, I want to thank Jonathan Vergar for the use of Pancake Studios. Uh, we're eating up a lot of his time today. Oh, no, no, but it was a four-hour movie, John. So you know, as always, can we four? As always, our our. Uh, my co-pilot, uh, Edward Ng, and uh, we'd like to thank everybody. We have uh, some more shows coming up because we, we're getting some stuff here. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys are watching Falcon and Winter Soldier. Of course. Are you kidding? Do yes, it. Yes. Do it. Do yes. it. Don't it's 
it is better. so good. And so, so obviously, good. we are going to have a show about that along with uh, some of the other releases that are coming out. As always, from the heart of Pancake Studios here in Brooklyn. Dopey Continued. Hey, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a family podcast. Please check us out at www.tobecontinuedofanboypodcast.com. You can also be found on Twitter, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn.